Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? Also joining us is the joy of EXP cast, Stoy Jovic. Good evening. Mm. So Man, I, it's like every every week I always try to come up with something witty or something like, you know, I got to go make fun of Jesse. And like, I was like, oh, I don't want to make fun of Jesse this week because he's going to expect it every week. And then it's going to be a running gag the whole time. And then I'm not going to do it. And everyone's going to be like, what the hell, Stoy? Like, you know, why aren't you being you? Is everything okay? Why aren't you making fun of Jesse? And then Jesse's going to think that I hate him. And I don't hate Jesse. And Jesse's a really cool guy. I don't, like, want to knock on him or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to have a running shtick the whole time. You want to just kind of shake it up, you know, shake things up a bit. You know, something new every day, every week. So You want to be like Taylor Swift and shake it off. Let me tell you, that fucking 10-minute song that's on her new album that just came out i've listened to that song 10 times this week coincidentally 10 times mm. that's uh well she's re-recording wife... all of her old albums because so she can have what the rights back to them or something well yeah because oh. like it's a whole long story so she's painstakingly recording a lot of her old stuff but like there's this like 10 minute song that's on this new album that like she cries about jake uh broke breaking up with jake gyllenhaal and like it's all the rage so Jake Chillen. And it's ten minutes long. It's take t- ten minutes long. Ten minutes to break up with Jake Gyllenhaal. I was ten say. minutes for Jake Gyllenhaal to break up with her, and she's brokenhearted about it. I was gonna poor, say, well, that, that that works out for her. I don't know. I don't know if she had any new breakup relationships recently for new material, but well, th- this is an old <laughs> song. Like I said, this song this yeah. song came off the uh, Red album, which is I don't know how old it is, but yeah. Probably look it up, but who wants? I don't want. I don't want to. I just I don't want to listen to that song anymore. Taylor Swift is a tall lady. Mm-hmm. You know she's like six one. Yeah, that scares me. She's got a, and I'm six five. So, <laughs> you intimidated by a by a tall skinny white girl who yes. has a bird cage in her house <clears throat> that she swings in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you've never seen that she's got like a, a life like a adult sized bird cage with a swing in it that she sits this, in like I, I, you know I, i'm sorry this is what white people do when they have too much money i know they exactly. put stupid shit in their houses that they don't need why do you need a freaking bird cage and a big swing in your damn house do some constructive with it build a school or something like that whatever like you know <laughs> white people <laughs> I'm gonna build a bigger backyard for myself and my one little Chihuahua dog. Yeah, I mean, like I'm all for you know girl power and all that kind of stuff, but I've I, I've just never really I just never really cared for her. It is what it is, though. You know, she's like, a good talent. She's a good talent. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, she's you know, talented. She writes her own just, shit. She writes her own shit, and that's that's yeah. cool. I can respect that. <clears throat> and she's sticking it to the man by saying, "Okay, if I can't buy my." buy my old catalog back i guess i'm just gonna re-record everything yeah so and that you know gotta give her props for that gotta give her props for that you know what speaking of uh women who sing songs yes i went into our bedroom last night my wife and i were gonna watch some something on tv and it was like the generic vivo channel that comes up on all samsung tvs when you turn them on because that's Mm -hmm. what comes up now when you turn on a samsung tv and uh, 
Avril Lavigne was on. I was like, hot damn. Haven't seen her since I was like 12. <laughs> like new stuff? No. Did she still no. making stuff? Or? No. Oh. It was, okay. gr- it was girlfriend, so. Oh, okay. Oh. So. Yeah, I think she I think she has made new stuff, but it's still been a little while. I mean, she her. has, but I mean, classic Avril Lavigne is Avril Lavigne. My right. wife, my my wife doesn't like her because her and uh, her and Hillary Duff for a little while there were beefing. So <laughs> my wife was a Hillary, Hillary, Hillary fan. She was a bigger fan of her, which you know Hillary Duff like that's another one too who's like super talented. But she's kind of taken. I think she's like just kind of decided to just no. Deal she, with like she take... was in a show called Younger that my wife and I watched for seven seasons, and yeah. now she's going to be in how the How I Met Your Mother spinoff. Yeah, but she's, she's the... like she's just doing other stuff. Like because I think for a while there she took a break because she was uh, like doing family stuff and like you know just wanted to like just have family you know do stuff with family and kind of put the whole fame family. stuff aside. Family. for a little bit but family. it's all about family family it's mm-hmm. like uh you know like the titans <laughs> like yeah robin it's like why do you care about these kids because we're family yeah because we're family yeah we're family we're I, a family why do we have to do this because we're a family i half family. expected vin diesel to show up because he said family so many times I know. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I was like, "When are we gonna get Vin Diesel to come in as Black Adam in this in this series?" God. I finally <laughs> started like f- watching it again. Man, that show's good. Yes, it is. I, I just started season three. I'm like about halfway through right now. Ooh, so, I'm like halfway really, through season, season two. Three, man. Season three, man. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, I need to get. I need to get back to it too. I watched like an episode or two. Uh, like maybe two weeks ago after you guys were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just kind of got sidetracked again. But yeah, cool. I, I did watch, I did watch Shang-Chi last night though. Ooh, yeah. I want to watch on, that. on Disney plus was, uh, I like it. it was good. I enjoyed I like it. it. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I like the, I think the first hour of the movie stronger than the back half, but, mm-hmm. uh, still pretty good. You know, mm. I mean, a lot the, of good martial arts stuff I've heard in it. Yeah, which is, it's, you know what's important. Yeah, it's really yeah. that stuff's really cool. But then, like at the end, you know, like they go to like the mystical land, and then it turns into another Marvel CG fuck fest, which is which is fine. I like it. Okay, but I'm just, expect it. It didn't do anything new, really, mm-hmm. except for you know instead of aliens, they're fighting dragons. You know, so I mean that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was cool, but you know. A secret dragon. Yeah. What are, so, Corey, what are your thoughts about the the possibility <laughs> of uh, of the new the new um uh oh god no <laughs> go ahead go ahead so I just completely we gotta talk okay I was gonna say you lost it now it's my chance yeah. the yeah. new what are we gonna hold are on are we gonna talk about this uh what Indiana Jones that's what it was I was trying, oh I blanked for I did I, you I want more Indiana Jones. Well, I think, no, but did you did you hear the rumors that there's gonna be like uh, time travel in it? No. Okay. Mm. Well, supposedly there's time gonna be God time travel. It. That's that's the rumor, but I don't. Know I thought this. I thought I thought it took place but... in the '60s against the Russians. I thought that was like the whole point of the movie. Ah, oh, 
Well, there's supposedly that someone claims that they had seen recording, like oh, someone claims things all the time somewhere. Like actually seeing people like them recording the movie, and and there was what looked to be like a young Indiana Jones, like a, like as a younger person or something, being rescued by some some girl or I don't know, I don't. So yeah, I mean, it, who knows? I mean, they did that but in Last Crusade, right? Just... I mean, they showed young Indiana Jones in that, and then that spun off into a TV show. But anyways, sure. we can. Ah, uh, R.I.P. River Phoenix. Ah. Uh... Anyways, had to bring had to bring it down. I do not want another Indiana Jones. I do, but but I, I I'm a but, huge Indiana Jones fan. Huge. I, but, I live that Indiana Jones was the reason why I wanted to be an archaeologist as a kid. That is why I love the hell out of history and stuff like that. Is solely because of those movies. Let after Crystal Skull, I was like, now nah, we're good. We don't need any more Indiana Jones movies. Let this franchise just stay where it's at and leave it there. Here's my anyway. thing. Here's my thing. I would like a lot more Indiana Jones, but I think they should just James Bond that shit. Just mm-hmm. recast somebody. Here's the thing. When they were talking about Indiana Jones 4 at the time, and like in, in Harrison Ford was like, they didn't really sign him yet, and they were just like, whatever. I was like, you know who would be a good Indiana Jones? Bradley Cooper would be a good Indiana Jones. Yeah, he could be, yeah. That would be my choice to replace and then everybody's like, oh, no, Chris Pratt. And I'm like, God, that dude's in everything. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm i not one of the Chris Pratt haters like everybody else, right? But, like, he, he really only fits certain kind of roles, right? You know? Well, I don't, Chris Pratt roles, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he was, Chris like, Pratt the funny. Like, he was, like, the funny guy. And then he got cast in a funny action role in Guardians. And then they started putting him in action roles. And then it's like, well. I still don't really think that's him, you know, because I, I think he's kind of sucks in Jurassic World. So I don't know. Mm. I don't like those movies at all, though. So that's just me. Yes. Yeah, see, I well, the Jurassic Park movies, like I love, <laughs> I love Jurassic Park. I, they didn't bother me. Like I, I mean, they weren't like the best thing in the world, but like I, I don't know. I liked, I liked the direction they took with all the. You know, like having them training the the raptors and like, you know, just I mean, after a while, you got to think of something different. You can't just completely always rely on it just being dinosaurs running away or people running away from dinosaurs. And that's it. You know, like they got to do something more interesting eventually. And that, you know, like all those movies are way better than that third one. The, the third one is the only one I do not like. Yeah. The the oh, you mean of like the original trilogy? Yeah. I, I yeah. like the third one. I think it's I don't know. I still think the first one is still the best and well, it's like oh, yeah. I obviously the first one's the best, but I think it's the only really great Jurassic Park movie is that first one. Like absolutely. Everything that comes yeah. afterwards is like, okay, that's that's fine, it's fun. It's just dinosaurs eating people, watching them try to escape this island. Because they keep going back. Like idiots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I yeah, I yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I you know, and like I think it helps too getting to see that first one in the theater as a kid. It was mm. so amazing. Like, you know, like the, for the first time seeing all that and like the the CGI and ju- and just everything about 
that movie was just like holy cow. Yeah. Anyway, so what what were you gonna you you wanted to talk about some crazy Xbox expensive Xbox ten thousand dollar Xbox Series X. Oh yeah, I see yeah. that. Uh, made by Gucci. Uh, yeah. This is a Gucci branded Xbox Series X. So basically, it's the same system, Series X, with just the Gucci branding all around it. And it's got a particular controller scheme design, too, that uh, it's got like red and blue stripes that kind of go down the left side of it. Um, and it, uh, it's also branded with the, you know, um, it comes with a Gucci luggage box, too, with it. So, like, if you want to take your Series X on the go for whatever reason, you get a big ass like Gucci box to put it in. Cool. Yeah, it's so, just like that one for Switch, where everything has its own compartment to put the pieces in. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be ten thousand dollars, and you can only buy this. And they're only making a hundred of these, and you can only buy this at Gucci stores in like you know all the big cities like New York, uh, Beverly Hills, Mexico City, Milan, London, Berlin, Beijing, or Tokyo. So if you live anywhere near those and you need a Series X, and for some reason you just found $10,000 you don't know what to do with, this also comes with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, so you're getting a good deal out of it. <laughs> yeah. So does it, it, does it come with it? Like it should at least come with one of those uh, the Game Pass Ultimate for life cards. <laughs> those yeah, I don't. Ones. I know, no kidding. Like, honestly, I, it doesn't say how, mu- how long the Ultimate subscription is. Yeah. But I mean, it, it comes with uh, it comes with two controllers. Ooh, so it's pretty, two controllers. Pretty good deal. I don't know. And, and aren't those controllers like actual fabric on them too, or is it just a regular controller with? I could I couldn't remember now if it was actually made out of fabric. Like they had fabric like laid over the top of it too, or not? I can't remember. It's, I mean, it's not really. It's not. It doesn't really say, but uh, it just. I mean, it doesn't look like it. It just has the you know Gucci red blue stripe that it's very yeah. well known for I guess I don't know, but yeah I mean I thought this was a Gucci main Xbox when I first read this story <laughs> then I was like oh this is actual Gucci actual Gucci <laughs> one Gucci yeah yeah this isn't the first time they've done this I think they've done this no. with other systems before in the I think past. they did it with the One X also yeah something like that but yeah so sick. Cool. Yeah. I just. They're only I just making want those. So get in line now. Yeah. Go I just want those. The 19th. <clears throat> I just want those shoes, the Adidas uh, Xbox shoes. Which ones? There's like four of them. The I want the one that looks like the 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 OG Xbox uh, version of them, where it's got like the the big green uh, logo thing on the uh-huh. on like the the uh, tongue or whatever you call it. Hmm. Okay. 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 Well, I'm speaking of tongue, guys. What? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know where I'm going with this, do you, Stoy? No, I don't. I'm kind of curious now. Hmm. This is the Arsenal X podcast, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Bros Network, where each and every week we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about Xbox and everything from the news, rumors, new games, Game Pass, and more. Check out Arsenal X Live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash Bosros Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 Central, or on podcast services and YouTube every Tuesday. Follow us on social media platforms at Bosros Network, and you can catch all of our podcast reviews, banter pieces, and more on our website, 
phosphorus.net. You like that? They yeah. needed his tongue to say that. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> okay, is that why? Was that their song reference? Is that what that was? Mm. No. Because <laughs> no, no one would have understood a word he said if he didn't have a tongue. I just, just <laughs> wanted to trip you up and see what happened, you know? Okay. So we're going to... We're going to jump into what we've been playing, guys. Stoy, I'm going your way first. What are you playing? So I picked, I downloaded a game on uh, a Game Pass called Backbone. And this is a uh, dystopian detective noir game uh, with uh, kind of 16-bit graphics, so like retro-stylized graphics. And... I'm going to try to do this game justice. You are playing as a raccoon private investigator. Everybody that you're, you're living in a world where like everybody's an animal, you know, and everybody's walking on two legs and stuff. So it, it, this reminds me, I don't know if you guys have you heard of the game Black Sad. It's kind of like a, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of like in the vein of, um, it's kind of the same thing. You were like a cat and you were a private investigator too. So, but it was in the vein of, uh, Telltale style gameplay and conversation pieces and stuff like that. This is kind of similar, but this is side scrolling and it has a little element of conversations and trying to kind of like talk your way into people and to get information from people. And then also too, there's like a, there's like a stealth machine mission in this game. There's a couple stealth mechanics that you have to do to kind of get through to certain areas so, like, the game starts out where, like, you're, you're supposed to find this woman's husband who she thinks is cheating on, on her. And through your investigations, you obviously find, you know, a foul play or you find, like, something, like, a little bit, um, what's the, yeah, there's, there's foul play afoot, so to speak, that involves crime lords and uh, cannibalism. It's, it's interesting. Uh, where the story is going right now, because what ends up happening is that your your private investigator, once he finds this information, he teams up with a kind of like an investigative journalist, and then you have to kind of get information from people through conversation. And a lot of times you can make the wrong decisions, which puts you back a bit. But then you have to find other different ways to go about it. Um, however, the com- it, it, it's not like game breaking, really. Like, it seems like sometimes, you know, a lot of times in my hour and a half to two hours of gameplay experience, like when I'm engaging in conversation, a lot of it is just like filler conversation. Like, for example, like I'm talking to I'm talking to one of the characters about like kind of like just a casual conversation that has no bearing on the story whatsoever. But it's just a kind of a conversation between two people about like, oh, how are you doing? How are you sleeping? Oh, do you have nightmares? What do your nightmares mean? This and that. And I'm like, does this have any any bearing on the story at all? Like, you know, it's like, but part of me is like, I could I could skip this dialogue. But another part of me is just kind of intrigued by where they go with these conversations because they are very well written. I mean, I'll, I'll give them that. And it's very good conversation. A lot of times that you have with other people and it's, funny sometimes how you can in any typical narrative game you can present your character to be an asshole or you can present them to be nice helpful 
um, serious. Uh, there's a lot of sarcasm in this too. Like um, somebody says like, oh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And you can reply back saying, I can tell you what I'm thinking, not what you're thinking, you know? So it's kind right. of funny in that way, but um, it's intriguing. It's, it's intriguing and, you know, it, it's got, obviously there's a mystery afoot and, you know, you're collecting clues along the way and you're talking to people or the animals in the, uh, in the world itself. But like graphically, it's, it's got that whole like 16 bit retro stylized graphics, but it, it looks really cool. Like it looks really stylized, really nice, good animation. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it it's definitely interesting. It's got a lot of dialogue, so it's not going to be for everybody. Yeah. There's no combat. There's obviously in some of the stealth missions where you got to sneak around. You, if you get caught, obviously game over. Mm-hmm. You got to go back, you know, to go back to a previous checkpoint. Um, but yeah, like it's interesting. It's got me intrigued, and I kind of want to find out more about the story. So I'm hoping I can beat it this week. Nice. But. Has anyone played the Grand Theft Auto remaster this week? No, I'm hearing bad <laughs> things. Although, I did download San Andreas because I want to see. But I'm going yeah. I'm, I'm to tell you something. Oh, boy. Now, 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 now this is where people have... The, the people are very forgetful. When these games came out on the PlayStation 2, they weren't... They, weren't, they were broken. Yeah. yeah. They were broken. There was a lot of there was a lot of glitches, there was a lot of just inconsistencies, not only in, in the graphics or but just like in the gameplay, in a lot of the mechanics. There was a lot of like weird pop in stuff like that, whatever. People forget that, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're coming into this remaster and you're thinking like they fixed all that, they didn't. <laughs> they literally just took the same game code, slapped a fresh coat of paint on it, you know, gave it a new lighting system. And that's it. This is the game you're getting. So I think all this all this hate about like people are saying like, oh, this game is broken. It's like the game was broken. The game was broken when it was on PS2. The game was mm-hmm. broken when it was on PC, obviously before mods. So you need to understand that. They didn't give this game a huge overhaul or a mm-hmm. huge makeover. Well, I wonder I wonder too, because like I know that, you know, like they, they found a way to import it into unreal engine yeah the mobile game they took the mobile version of this game and they ported it to unreal so they didn't actually take the playstation 2 code it was much easier to kind of like you said jesse it it was much easier to port the mobile versions of this game so i mean that could explain a little bit why some of the glitches are happening me personally i've only played vice city and gta 3 and uh, I have not experienced uh, bugs that have ruined my experiences. I've seen the weird pop-up, you know, um, graphics. I've seen cars flying. Um, I've seen other people flying and stuff like that, and this kind of getting flown around all over the place. But it's not like I'm not looking at it like this is a game-breaking bug. But like I said, people forget this is how the original games were. Yeah. You know, they weren't necessarily as polished as we expect them to be. We're spoiled right now, you know? Yeah. Like, we expect our games to be coming out perfect. And I think everybody expected this game to come out perfect. And it's not, and people are getting butt hurt. 
Well, I'll be I'll be honest because I did I did download and play San Andreas, um, on my Xbox, and I honestly didn't notice. I didn't play a whole lot of it. I think I played it for like two hours, but I didn't like in the little bit of that I played it and was driving around and just screwing around in the world. I I didn't have any bugs or glitches. Yeah. Um, the only the only thing that that you know like and I expected this much, but. Like it, in my opinion, it, it just really doesn't hold up like with, you know, with the games that we get nowadays with the, how much stuff there is to do in the open worlds. Yeah. It, you know, it's pretty bare bones in comparison. And I, well, and, and, I and that's another thing I want to talk about. That. I got that before I even fired it up because I know I, you know, I played the originals, but. But yeah, like that, that's honestly for me, the only thing is it just didn't really hold my interest enough. I was glad to experience it. It's cool, whatever. You know, like I never really seen it as anything more than that, though, as just, you know, preservation Mm -hmm. of some sense. And and that's the thing that uh, the other thing I I talked about it on our on our episode, um, the XP cast yesterday is that this is a history lesson to see how far video games have come. Like, this game is very bare bones to think, like, you know, my map isn't hugely populated with a bunch of side quests or anything like that. It's all main quest activities. Um, and at least in 3 in Vice City. And it's like the the conversations are very short. The conversations are very much, hey, you need something? Yeah, can you go over to this golf course and beat this dude to death? Yeah, sure. And then he walks off, and it's like, what? That's it? That's all you got? Nothing? No, 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 like background in terms of like, I need you to beat this guy up because he was diddling little kids and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, hell yeah, I'll beat that dude up. It was, you know, so yeah. the writing is very short. The writing is very much like to the point. You know, we don't have these long drawn out cutscenes, but this is this game. Not only is it a history lesson for to see how to see how far we have come, you know, because Grand Theft Auto paved the way for third world mm-hmm. or third person action open world games. But um, this game is also not for people who haven't played the originals, who don't have fond memories of it, because I have put in sunken hours and hours into these games when I was younger, in my <laughs> early 20s. And I still like get those nostalgia feels when I'm r- driving around Vice City, listening to Toto's Africa, you know, ready to beat this dude with a golf club. Like, yes, you know. <laughs> and yeah, it, the game is for me, for me to relive those moments. And like I said, everything is exactly how I remembered it. Is it got bugs? Yes. Is it game breaking? No. Is it noticeable? Barely. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Is it worth sixty dollars? You're getting three full games for sixty dollars. You know, but the they're one, old games. They should be five dollars yeah. a piece. No. <laughs> not, it's not. It's not. Video games is a business. Keep that in mind. That's not this. true either. Because <laughs> video games care about the art, right? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> if they cared yeah. about art, they would give it for free, right? But uh, you get San Andreas on Game Pass, which is kind of nice. And obviously that's the one that's a little bit more well-beloved because I think it's um, identified more with people at the time. And obviously it had a it had a better story, better characters, but like obviously it was a product of like everything they learned from three and you know vice city so yeah 
it's got that that california hip-hop you know like sounds to like all the the music in it and then you know there's a lot of dr dre and stuff like that influence and in, and in the music that that was picked for it and oh yeah know, a lot a lot huge. of it music was huge for a lot of these that's why i, I yeah. attached myself to vice city because yeah. the 80s soundtracks i, I grew up listening yeah. to a lot of those songs when i was a kid yeah. so i hugely identify with a lot of that you know not 90s too especially with um you know san andreas but mm-hmm. yeah otherwise i jump back into batman you know arkham asylum Ooh, i Tell love that more. game man i love that game uh i, I recorded an episode last week with um uh another guy from a podcast and we talked about dc games mm-hmm. you know from the dc universe and you know we talked about a lot about how arkham asylum really kind of changed the game in terms of uh, a melee fighting system that was completely revolutionary at the time like the counter system um the, the ability to kind of take on like massive amounts of enemies at one time but but feel like a badass you know while you're doing it and just having it be very simplistic like it it worked so well especially for the character you know batman having this guy to be like i could take down 20 of you at once you know <laughs> and you know the stealth mechanics. Like I said, if it wasn't, if it was, and I thought about this obviously when I was doing a lot of the stealth missions in uh, Batman. If it wasn't for Batman Arkham Asylum or any of the Batman Arkham series games, Spider-Man would not be anywhere where it is now. Hmm. It wouldn't have been anywhere as good as it was as it was without that sort of influence. And that's cool. Like that. That's how we should you know develop as games it's like obviously we, we pick up things along the way as we go and um but yeah i mean really good story mark hamill is joker obviously we know nails it um mm-hmm. you know it's got it's got a lot of the kind of like the lesser known enemies in it obviously you know it's got croc in there zaz makes an appearance for like two seconds you know uh Rid- you got all the riddler trophies and riddler kind of clues you got to go after and stuff it's really cool calendar man yeah. Calendar. Yeah, I, I don't think he shows up in Asylum. He is. He has his own room right at the beginning. And you go in there at different times of year, and it changes depending on the holiday. Oh, shit. I, didn't even, I totally missed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I picked it up because it's on um, <clears throat> the only Batman game that's on Game Pass is Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably, I'll probably download that and play that at one point. But I ended up trying to I ended up finding a used copy of Return to Arkham Asylum that's playable on the xbox one and obviously the series x nice. so it, it comes bundled with um arkham asylum and arkham city oh okay cool so nice nice that's what i've been doing i wish arkham origins was available digitally yeah it's not no yeah it's, if you it's have the disc you can play it but it yeah. is not available digitally although maybe soon because they just added a whole bunch of 360 games to the the digital back log i guess yeah on which we'll talk about in a little bit um so man i want to play some more batman games i played a little bit like i played a little bit of arkham knight the other day because i was just like oh man i want to play these batman games it was fun it was fine and then i got to the batmobile part and i'm like i don't want to do this i want to play arkham asylum but it was too late to start that and that was the thing because everybody when they you know when they said like hey you can drive the batmobile and everybody was like yes let's go but tank battles mm-hmm. 
with the Batmobile. Terrible. Yeah. Fighting yeah. Deathstroke. Fighting Deathstroke in a tank. Travesty. Yeah. Yeah. Travesty. Yeah. It was just like one of those mistakes where like bigger isn't always better, you know? Yeah. Yep. And and be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. that that's what yeah when that. When the whole Batmobile stuff started, that I fell off of the game. Yeah. I I just, I just couldn't get into that. I mean, I, you know, uh, some of the mechanics weren't bad. It was just some of those tank battles. Mm-hmm. You know, with the uh, with, with the drone tanks that you had to go after. Man, some of that stuff was just this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was just the repetitiveness. Yeah, of... it was really repetitive. Yeah. yeah. Well. It's all right. There's two other games. I'm going to be playing more. I'm going to be playing more Batman. So yes. Batman. Yeah. I want, I, I'm jumping back in and I'm going to try to find a used copy of uh, Origins somewhere. So, because I don't have Origins. I didn't. When Origins came out, it was too similar to Arkham City. And I, 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 I fell out of it. I was like, eh. Yeah. I played Origins and Arkham City back to back on the Wii U. Ooh. <laughs> so Is that's why I own here. That's why I own my disc set. It's the Wii U of those games. So, yeah. Uh, I've got the real itch. Like ever since Story, you were on Boss Rush podcast, which that episode airs this week as well. So you guys should go check that out if you're listening to this. Uh one of the topic Story's topic was collecting retro games. And ever mm-hmm. since that night, I've been having the itch to like go collect for like a couple systems not like every system where did that where what where did you feel that itch Corey? Mm. where did you feel it hmm. you know that very special word that starts with a t toy yes i do yeah Mm. it's that little soft fleshy fleshy bit bit between your sack and your butt (laughs) and your butthole yep right there it's a very sensitive area little nerve endings right there that just you know these fingers just pinch and roll right at that taint yeah Anytime you can name your character in a game, that's always my name, my go-to name. <laughs> but yeah, that's that little nostalgia taint where like it pinches you a little bit. Like, yeah, you like Batman Arkham Origins? Here you go. You have to put it on the Wii U, though. So you gotta plug in the Wii U. Remember the Wii U? My Wii U is plugged in. Sick. Mine's too. See, got my tablet right here. Woo. <laughs> yeah, that's a sketch. <laughs> Hey, now I have two pro controllers that I use way more than this thing. So, also have a set of uh, nunchuck, uh, Wii Remote Nunchuck, just in case I get the itch to play something else that requires it. It's not often, but they're there. So, uh, is that it, Stoy? Is that all you've been playing? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Bad, Bad Arkham Origins. If you want to buy it on Amazon, it's fifty bucks. Jesus. Yeah. Because the, I, I mean, it's the only it's, way it's backwards it's compatible, bad. though. Yeah. Man, good thing. Yeah, because I... it's not bad. Is, is it backwards compatible with the, the uh, Xbox One? The disc is. Okay. But there's but no digital. the digital version. Even if you bought the digital version on 360, is not. Yeah, that's for some reason. That's what was weird. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to pay fifty bucks for that. No. It's worth it Jeez. though. That Deathstroke fight alone is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jesse, I guess it's your turn. Jesse? 
All right. Yeah. So uh, there's a game that that like a couple other podcasts have, had been talking about for a couple of weeks now. Um, and it's a uh, like it's a small it's like a a new game by by Devolver Digital um, called Inscription. And so like I I heard people talk about it and. You know, at first I'm like, okay, this is this definitely isn't for me. The second they mentioned mention card game and stuff like that, but then they started talking about it more, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And so, so this game it starts off. You're playing a card game. Um, What's the title of this game? It's called Inscription. Inscription. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's it's spelled weird though. It's it's. I-N-S-C-Y-P-T-I-O-N. Yeah, it's like crypt, you know, like crypt. But yeah, so it's so it starts off as you like you're you're in this room, you wake up and you like don't really know where you are, and this weird, like crazy spinning eye guy that it kind of reminds me of the eyes of the the judge from uh, Roger Rabbit, like when his when his eyes start spinning around and like poking out. Um, it's so there's yeah, this like weird looking guy that's in the sh- hiding in the shadows kind of like gets you up and then like you're you start playing this this card game with him, so like. Each, you know, like you've got different animals or creature type things on each card, and then they've got their their value of how many, uh, how much blood you need to be able to lay them down, and then like it has like you know how how strong their hits are, and their you know how many hits they can take before they die, and um, so the the blood the whole blood thing is you have to sacrifice characters for blood in order to lay down to play certain cards and the main sacrificing uh cards are squirrels and so like that's kind of like it starts off you know showing you the basics of it but you're playing against this weird guy who like he plays all these different characters throughout the because it's like a storyline like you've got a little map that you know, like where you go from plot to plot and you pick which directions you go to decide, you know, what you do. Like some areas you can go and it will allow you to like do almost like a, a like alchemy where you can take the, you know, whatever card you want to sacrifice. And, you know, certain characters or certain cards will have these special abilities. So you, whatever one you lay down as the sacrifice, that special ability will then transfer to the card that you choose to um, take on the power of the the sacrifice, the card you're sacrificing. And so, like it, it's going, and it's just really, and it's like even though I don't like card games, like I really, really am addicted to this one. Like I just absolutely love it. Um, no, I'm. There's like three main, like three main beats to the game. Um, I I'm not really one of those like spoiler like 
you know, people get like annoyed with spoilers or anything like that. Or if I someone spoils something, I still can watch a movie. I can still play a game and it doesn't affect my enjoyment of it. And so like I listen to a whole spoiler, you know, cast to this game. I won't spoil it here, but like I just saying that because they're they, this game goes weird, weird places that are actually linked to things that have actually happened supposedly in real life. Like I'll just throw a name out there, Hitler. <laughs> Like, so, so like, the, yeah, this, this game, like it starts out as a card game. And then as you're going through, you meet these characters that are in some, which are some of the cards you're playing, but they actually have conversations with you because like this, this whole card game thing with this guy is a thing. And I, you know, they make it obvious that multiple people have come before you and lost and, and, you know, including these characters, you know, like you find out more about them and how, why they're on these cards, you know, who they really are, things like that. But there's a really cool story to it besides the card game. But then there's also, it's also a puzzle game at the same time, like a, almost like a point and click at a, adventure. So at certain points of the time, you can actually get up from your seat. And you can just look around the room that you're in with this guy who just sits there staring at you the, the whole time, though, when you get up. Um, and there's different puzzles and things that you can solve throughout the room to try to find out more information about the game you're playing, um, you know, find more characters who are, you know, like people potentially who've been turned into cards or whatever around this room that will help you kind of go through the story. And like one of the things that's really cool about the game is so like in order to win, so like when you lay a card down and let's say a character attacks three times, but the character that they're attacking um, has, you know, only one health. So that one, that first attack will kill that character and then two more attacks yet. So those, any attacks towards an open spot uh, counts as a, an attack on the person that you're playing the cards with. And so that's determined by, by uh, gold teeth. So like the idea of the game is you want to be able to make the scale tip towards the person this character you're playing against. And so the gold teeth get added to the scale. And then once it tips, you've won. And so there's certain um, objects that you can get or pay for or, or uh, unlock that uh, can help you get an advantage. Um, and one of them is like you, you eventually there's like a knife that you can use and so you like can just stab and and just pry out your own eye and then put it on the scale to tip it towards the other guy's side and so but there you kind of want to do that because it's actually part of the story 
I won't say anything more about it than that, but Mm-mm. um Mm-mm. yeah, there's nope. just some there's just some nope. really crazy stuff about this game and it's just really like I just really love uh like what it's doing um because mm. cuz I'll just say later on it it turns into a completely different game and like this whole fourth wall is broken and like there, there's just some this game is just so weird and just so out there and doing something so different that I've never seen before that like hearing people talk about this game I just wanted to play it right away and so ever since I, I downloaded it and I've been playing it I've just been so addicted to it mm-hmm. and it's it's funny because I don't normally care about card games but there's the the story and the the link to reality like our reality is just so interesting that i just gotta experience it for myself and it's only on pc by the way because it does things later on that you literally i don't think you could actually do on console like they're like this is a little somewhat spoilery but intriguing it might be enough to intrigue someone but apparently eventually later when you're playing against this guy and like game or whatever uh they they ask you to pick a real file that's on your computer to wage and if you lose it will be deleted like an actual real file that's on your computer like it it'll open up your 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 computer like folder and then you've you're got really selling this away. game jesse i just want you to yeah really hitler yeah, scooping job, out your own eyeball deleting files yeah. on your, you're really selling it well you know it doesn't actually yeah. delete but it like the whole point just the whole point of this like actually going to a point of where it's making you do stuff in reality mixed with this game and like i said like is actual has some real um like this this card game and stuff has some real life uh linkage and and something that's happened in in the past so yeah it's 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 a crazy out there game but like if you if you have pc a pc to play games on it i and like you're at all interested in and like learning more about this game either watch like a playthrough of it or or just play it for yourself because it's it's just so interesting like it's it's honestly I, a lot of people that have been talking about it have been putting it as their game of the year right now um on these other podcasts that i've been listening to so yeah it's it's just do it does stuff that that nothing else has done before so cool. and it's mm. you know like the graphics aren't you know anything like it's supposed to because the the whole idea of it is it's supposed to be an old game that existed so it kind of has that like old dos like kind of style like uh visuals to it and things like that Mm -hmm. um but yeah it it kind of changes up you know from what i've heard and there's kind of unique different things that happen throughout the game um but but yeah it, it does like I was thinking about this the other day when I was playing, I was just like, God, that would be so cool if this, like this card game could actually be a physical game, but there's so many like cool, like just weirdness to it. 
that you that would be really hard to do uh to make it an actual game because like there's things where you you have to build like totems to to increase powers of certain characters and like there's so much that goes into play with this that that it it would just be literally impossible Mm -hmm. to to actually make this a physical game that you could play in in real life you know so yeah the way it does but yeah that's that's mostly uh what i've been playing to be honest you know i i played a little battlefield um but but the, they've kind of been having some server issues with that i've i've played quite a few games but they're that, that and forza like both of them had been having server issues and that is just like uh Man, what's I heard on? uh actually Battlefield's been getting review bombed already. <laughs> yeah, I have not oh, heard yeah, that too. I'm sure. It it's been having a lot more problems than just uh server issues. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean it's the same issue yeah. that I think what Battlefield four was having when it was released with the new consoles, right? Like I think it's just servers and just bugs. And... Yeah. Because the game because yeah. the new versions have like what, hundred and twenty eight players. So yeah. like, that's like really yeah hurting the game i guess well i i think battlefield 4 suffered from there were certain game modes you just couldn't play period yeah like they like their servers were locking it so like you could play just normal deathmatch or you know some other gameplay modes but if you wanted to play modes like rush or conquest or something like that those are just completely locked out i remember at the time like and it took them a while Mm -hmm. to get them up and running so yeah but yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, well, and I know, like, technically, the the game isn't out yet, but doesn't come out technically until next week. Oh, it's, it's a, out. Not, People are playing. It. Yeah. It's out. Yeah, because like I own, I bought it, but it still wouldn't let me play it until unless I actually got the ten hour, uh, the ten hour uh, trial. Because like the actual game isn't out yet. It's it's still only playing that that like trial early thing i don't even know what it is exactly mm. like cuz yeah i i own it but it, it that just owning it didn't let me play it early that just allowed me to play the the trial the 10 mm. 10 hour thing or whatever so but yeah so that's that's mostly what i've been playing i've just been really super <laughs> addicted mostly to that inscription so Cool. Nice. Well, <clears throat> I've played a few things this week, actually. Nice. I did play I did play some Destiny, but that's a given. Uh, <laughs> but played some more I played some more Guardians of the Galaxy. The game is really good. I, I'm I'm really loving that game. I think it's like it's like exactly what I wanted at this moment in time, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh I really like the writing. I really like the characters. I really like the banter. I can't remember if I talked about it on this show or on last on Boss Rush. I, I think last week I had just started it. Uh, but I got through Lady Hellbender's fortress and moving into the next uh, level. And it's, it's really good, guys. I really highly recommend Guardians of the Galaxy, even if you're not a Marvel fan. Uh, if you just like a good single player action game with skill tree and cool characters to follow and like kind of cool boss fights like mm-hmm. this this game fits that to a T 
So I was going to ask you the other last week, actually, would you compare it to like um, the the um, Star Wars game that that uh, respawn did? Like, <clears throat> I mean, I no. it's way faster than that. I think the story is, more is linear. I think the okay. story is more in line with that, but I would compare that like the character interaction more to something almost like Mass Effect to a degree. I mean, okay. not nearly as complicated and, you know, probably not going to carry over multiple games, you know, across consoles or whatever. But like the band, like the, the choices you make matter in certain situations. And it's really cool to see it play out. Uh, I would actually put the action almost more in line with the current Tomb Raider games. But if Lara could fly <laughs> with, okay. you know, and like issuing commands to your. Uh, teammates is really natural. It feels really fluid and really natural. Uh, and, and creating cool combos with them is really cool. Like Groot has this ability to where he can trap multiple enemies at once. And then you <laughs> send uh, like Drax and Gamora to like stab them while they're trapped. And it's like a really cool combo. Hell no. Right. You use rocket. Uh, you use rockets, uh, grenade launcher and just blows them all to pieces, man. That's the you do. But there. I usually use Groot to hold down the smaller enemies. And then yeah. have Drax and Gamora stab them while Rocket and I take out the big, like, if there's, like, one of them big, like, four-legged crawler guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I like to throw things with Drax, too, at the enemies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the other cool things, too, I think I forgot to mention the last time I talked about this, was, like, the elemental guns that you get that mm-hmm. are really cool. Like, you can, like, right now I'm really, I'm using the the freezing power where it, like, freezes the enemies and then... I throw a. I use the grenade launcher with rocket to blow it up. It's really mm-hmm. cool, really, <laughs> really cool, really satisfying. So, nice. Uh, also, I really liked the boss fight in Lady Hellbender's Fortress, where like the big tentacle monster, and you had to like f- freeze the tentacles in the liquid, and then mm-hmm. you had to like chop off the limbs. It was really cool. Yeah, that was pretty unique. Yeah. Uh, nice. So I'm really enjoying Guardians. Uh, but the other game I'm really enjoying, which is taking me away from Guardians, surprisingly, is Forza Horizon 5, which I know we talked yeah, about a lot yeah, yeah. this last week. But goddamn, that game is good. Mm-hmm. The yeah. driving feels good. By the way, picking up that crusty bug from that barn and driving the big <laughs> yeah. like semi-trailer truck thing was like, yeah. I was like, man, I did not expect to be doing this in a Forza game. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Uh, that was kind of a unique little twist to like. Okay, now you get, not only did you pick it up, but you actually have to drive it back. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the driving feels really good in that game. The thirty frames a second mode actually feels really responsive and really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been playing it on sixty, but I just want I played about a half hour with the thirty frames just to see, you know. Yeah. Because obviously the game looks a lot better when you're in thirty frames a second mode. Uh, mm-hmm. gosh, that game is so good looking when you're in mm-hmm. quality mode. Holy oh, yeah. God, that game is so good looking. Like, yeah, when you, when you get up close to the foliage, like looking at looking at the cactuses, like in quality mode, like even in performance mode, it actually looks really good and really solid. But like, yeah, you put that on quality mode and you know what they were talking about? Like, oh, we designed each individual prickly bit on the cacti. It's like, yeah, you did. You really did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And I really like just driving super fast off of a cliff and just, you know, 
<laughs> See that I don't like. That I don't like about this game. Maybe it's my too realistic side, but I I hate those moments where it's like, oh, I'm being launched off a cliff. Oh wow, I'm being in the air for ten seconds. Oh, I just land perfectly on my four wheels. Don't crash. Don't uh, you know fracture my yeah. spine in any way. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Wow, just like real life. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's how <laughs> well, you do. You, then you you must have been you must have hit it like good because there's been plenty of times where my car is like the whole nose is just smashed right into the ground and it flipped and, and was damaged and it said that I failed. Get good. Get good. Get good. Get good, Jesse. I just said, I actually, right before recording, I was playing it and I did the gargantuan race. You know, each Forza Horizon game has that mode where it's like you race the entire map. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. a whole like 20 mile, like one lap uh, race. Like about like 15 minutes long, depending on what car you use, man, that it's so relaxing. Like just to race, ju- just to drive in that game, like mm-hmm. just to like, you know, I don't have a destination. I just want to drive somewhere, whatever. And just kind of like take the turns. And there's, ne- there's not a lot of sharp turns in this game. So a lot of times you're taking these turns going super fast and man, it, the game is such like a relaxing kind of like Zen moment for me. And that gargantuan race, I race it all the time. If I ever like pick up Forza, that'll always be like the one race I'll go to. I'll race that and I'll go do other things. But it's like, man, just to just drive for like 15 minutes straight, like super fast. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have so you, did you guys drive in storms then? Did you drive in a sandstorm and all that? Uh, just that initial one where they're like, hey, drive through the storm. You could do it. Oh, or okay. whatever. Uh, I haven't okay. like got out of my way to go do it, though. So. Yeah, you gotta go. I, uh, in, you gotta go in first person mode or I did the tropical storm. I did the tropical storm, the sandstorm yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So that game is real good, guys. Real good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely deserves a ten out of ten that it got. Yeah. So also the other game that I played a little bit yesterday while I was like. Because, like, I'm trying to, like, start forming my game of the year list because those conversations are going to start coming up on other podcasts and this podcast and stuff. I went back to Outriders a little bit this week. <laughs> God, dude. That, How is it? That game been, is good, I've been, too. I've been looking at going back. I know. It yeah. is. Like, yeah. honestly, I just fell off it because I started playing other things. Like, I never had a bad experience with that. I mean, yeah. I mostly played solo, but. Yeah. So did they change anything? Like, is there anything new with it? Because I, I mean, heard there's like new stuff. They're gonna, they're gonna. I mean, they've had a couple updates that have been like, you know, fixing certain bugs or whatever. Like, but it, it like it has stability things, and I they upgraded the Series S version a little bit to make it run at a higher resolution while running at sixty frames, which looks good. Um, okay. I. I <clears throat> I like Outriders. It was like it was when I started playing it. I was like, man, this feels like Gears with superpowers. Like not quite as tight as Gears, but still like felt really good. That that mm-hmm. game still feels pretty damn good. And like, yeah, yeah. If you take it for what it is, is like a dumb space game where you. It's like what everybody thinks Gears is. That's what Outriders mm-hmm. is. It's like dumb macho guy running around shooting bad guys, shooting aliens, shooting big bugs, whatever. Yeah. I love this. It's like game. A, it's like a it's like a Duke Nukem mixed with uh, with <laughs> Destiny. Yeah, I mean, I say more gears than Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. <clears throat> I think he's saying like the humor and the and the 
yeah the writing, yeah the so. stupid like because the guy just acts like a just a complete yeah but i i think like man by the way duke nukem is 2.99 on the xbox live store right now duke nukem forever remember when randy Ooh. pitchford compared duke nukem forever to half-life now mm-hmm. i'm not a half-life fan yeah. But I understand what that game did for the industry, especially first-person storytelling games. And, like, Duke Nukem forever is not... Brought us strip clubs. (laughs) It brought us strip strip clubs in in first-person. That's about all it did. (laughs) No, the original Duke Nukem brought that. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's all all Duke Nukem is. (laughs) So... Yeah, so I I played a little bit of Outriders. I fin I was just I just finished the mission that I was on, and uh, then I turned it off because I'm just trying to finish a bunch of stuff up before we start talking about it. But goddamn, dude, that game is so fun, so fun. Mm-hmm. I wish Square would pay people could fly, even though I know most of their support came from Game Pass and not necessarily purchases of the game, but. Man, Outriders is good. I hope I hope they make either a sequel or bring us an expansion, which their Twitter account's been super active recently because they're gonna have some announcements. Story, I know mm-hmm. you've kind of pointed to that, but like man, Outriders. Some somebody please play Outriders. Austin and I go back and forth on Outriders a lot. And man, it's good. So that's all I've been playing though. It's fun. Sick. Yeah. Sick. There's too much. There's too much. There is. Um, yeah. So before we get into the news, I do want to address that if you're not watching live, this episode does come out on Tuesday. Uh, Monday is the big 20th anniversary event for Xbox. We know that. We are going to do something for that as well. I don't know if it's going to be in addition to the end of this episode before it posts or if it's going to just be its own separate episode. Jesse, I wouldn't mind if you even posted this episode Monday just mm-hmm. to like the audio version, you know, and yeah. and then we yeah. can post the video version on, you know, two separate episodes on Tuesday or whatever. But uh, we are going to cover that event in some way. And uh, yeah, we Stoy and I have kind of talked about it in the chat. Jesse, I know you're probably going to be working, but if you can, still want to talk to you, even if you just call in for a couple of minutes. Well, what time is it at? I think it's in the morning. Is it not in the morning? I thought it was actually early afternoon. They they don't usually post stuff in the morning. No. Well, yeah, because because if if depending on what time it is, I might actually just go to bed. At, shortly after we're done recording here and uh, I can get up early then and, and just record with you guys or watch or whatever we plan on doing. Okay. Well, I mean, because like my wife's home. I don't have to worry about getting the kids or anything like that. So, yeah. I mean, the thing is for me is like, I don't get home from work until about six, six fifteen, And then I got to get my kid okay. a bath and put her to bed and then I can be on as soon as I'm done with that. But that's usually why we start okay. at eight 30. Cause that's usually okay. when everything wraps up. But uh, if okay. I can be on earlier to talk about it, at least I it's can. It's actually going to be at noon tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I'm on lunch break at noon. I mean, Watch at least it. like on my timeline. I don't know about, you know, your time. Oh, frame, that's like, yeah, one. that would be yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Take right. a late lunch, bro. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
I could. I'll figure it out. If I can watch it, I will watch it. So, uh, with that said, we're going to move into the news this week. A little bit more news than I expected, but still not a ton. Uh, we're going to start with Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 5 had the biggest launch day of any Xbox Game Studios title, guys. Not a surprise. No. Because it is a very good game, and racing games are for everyone. Yeah, especially <laughs> the Horizon series, because it's very... Admittedly, I'll say this game drives more arcadey than any of the Forza games previously, even the past Horizon games. Mm-hmm. So this game is very accessible to anybody that wants to get into racing games. And obviously with 4.5 million players playing this game right now as we speak, it's a pretty damn amazing number. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's a hit. I mean, I know they're <laughs> judging by Game Pass and people are like, oh, well, how can you judge Game Pass games? It's like, well, look, that's how. And plus, how many people bought the uh, expansion just to play three or four days early? You know? Well, yeah. Because that's the thing. Didn't they say they had a million people playing it early? This weekend, yeah. Which the game didn't even come out until Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all those people had to spend some kind of money in order to be able to be playing it. So, yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when you think about it, like, you know, it's like so many people buy the expansion pass now yeah. because you're getting it for free on game pass. And it's like, okay, I'll spend the $40 to get the tons of extra content that should, that'll be coming down the pipeline. Yeah. You know, yeah. over the next year or two. Yeah. 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 Cause I got the $50 bundle where, it, you know, you get the, yeah, all the season pass and, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the free car packs and, uh, that mm-hmm. will constantly be coming out all throughout the, the life of it so i always end up getting that i usually just don't get it until later mm-hmm. so like for me it wasn't a big deal like to get it early so i could play it early i'm like i'm gonna buy this anyways eventually so i might as well get it now and be able to play it early you know yeah usually like, with any of the past games i've always gotten the ultimate edition right off the bat that comes with everything yeah. so but this time it was different because it launched day one on game pass so it was like well I'll just buy the extra content later. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I will probably buy the expansion when it's like, I'm sure it's going to be on sale at some point. Right. I mean, it is, it is now. Yeah. I think it's actually discounted like for Game Pass subscribers. So, I know, but like usually around like Black Friday, it'll be like what 30 or 40% off probably at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I think I, I think I've bought, I want to say, I want to say it was the Forza Horizon 3, I, the DLC, like the normal like $60 or whatever pack that they had. I think I ended up buying it at like 75% off or 80% off. They had like a, a big sale and I ended up buying it for like, yeah, like 15 bucks or, or less than that. Yeah. So that was but that was like a year later almost. So yeah. like it had already been out for quite a while. Yeah. So good for Forza, man. Good for, oh, yeah. Good for Xbox nailing another high quality title, you know, mm-hmm. very, uh, it's a good time to be an Xbox gamer. You know why guys, you know why it's not just because Forza, but Xbox is definitely working on a new version of one versus 100. What? 
Nice. Sure. Yeah. This is a rumor, of course, but it's from yeah. a reliable source. And Jeff Grubb from uh, Games Beat, and uh, this was actually from his giant bomb show, Grub Snacks. Quote, 1 versus 100 is coming back. They are definitely making that game, and it seems like it's coming from the uh, Alt Space VR team. They're spearheading the project and all of the avatars we saw in Microsoft's Teams thing last week. They're going to use those avatars to bring that stuff in. So that's cool if you're a fan of 1 versus 100. Well, dude, so many people complained about that game when it disappeared. Like, wanted it back so bad like that that game had such a crazy following it's kind of like the whole i had no idea (laughs) yeah it's kind of like the minecraft thing where it it just it it was a big community of people that loved that game that existed and just the like most people didn't realize how big it was until it was gone like yeah because so many people were mad when that when that went away Mm-hmm. Um, and have been asking for a long time for that to come back because I mean, it, it was cool. I played it, you know, it was, it was cool. Like playing a, you know, real time, uh, essentially, you know, uh, game like you would see on TV or whatever. So like, it, it was kind of a cool concept of just really using the online play and multiplayer as something that happens in real time. Like that was cool. And I think you actually could win like real, real uh, money and stuff like that playing it if you did win. So, yeah, so uh, it was a cool concept. I think it was a little early for the time, but still cool, still cool, uh, cool concept. So, mm-hmm. hope it comes back. I think this is the time. You know, I hear games with a hundred players versus one player is a big deal these days. So. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> that was a battle royale joke, everybody. Catch up. Keep up. Yeah. God. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. This like this is this is so far off my radar. I'm just like <laughs> I acknowledge, I guess, that a lot of people liked it, and I guess sounds like people wanted it back, so have fun with it. They did want it I back, Soy. Well, I mean a lot of people love, you know, uh, a lot of people love you know, doing trivia and stuff like that. And that's essentially all it was, was a trivia. White people game. love doing trivia. Yeah. White people but love I mean, trivia. They love karaoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love going to Applebee's for Harry Potter trivia night. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> must friends, not return to Hogwarts. <laughs> Applebee's. I think I've only been to Applebee's like twice in my entire life. Oh, twice man. in the last week, Jesse. Be honest. My entire life. <laughs> Twice in the last week. Stop lying. I love that. Uh, Applebee's eating good in the neighborhood. They didn't say great. See, you don't. You even know the slogan. Get out of here. Yeah. They you said show eating. Go there twi- two times a week. It's because yeah. the radio show I listened to is making uh-huh. fun. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway. Wow. Man. Speaking of eating good in the neighborhood, guys. Xbox's neighborhood is growing in terms of their library of games. New upcoming Xbox exclusives uh, seemingly revealed via Windows Central. Project Midnight from Compulsion Games and Pentiment from Obsidian. So that's Obsidian's fourth project, guys. First of all, are we a little worried that Obsidian's kind of filling their plate with a lot of things right now? They've got Avowed, 
They've got Outer Worlds 2. They've got Grounded. Now they have this. Well, we have to temper our expectations because just because we see concept art for a game that we're working on doesn't mean they're actively working on it. You know, I imagine they're trying to boost their portfolio up for the next like 10 years. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of these games that we've been hearing about, we're not going to see for a long time. Yeah. It just sucks or, that we have to have it leaked because now people are like, well, when's this game coming out? It's like not for a long time. So sit down and shut up. Yeah. And, the, and like, for all we know, it could like end up being something completely different by the time they actually are working on it. You know, like I think, I think this kind of stuff happens all the time. It's just, you know, Microsoft is still in a position where they want to to try to prove to people that there's a reason why you need to get their console. Yeah, and, and there's big know, stuff coming down the pipeline. There's, yeah. yeah, like you know, they're they're doing it the right way, where they're just like, hey, you know, like we, we you know, we got this. We're we're working on stuff. You know, like it may not have a name right now, but you know, just so you know, we're we're actually trying to make some games here. And making sure that this whole, you know, Xbox doesn't have games thing doesn't happen again. So, you know, like that's that's essentially what they're doing. I think they've just heard like so many times people saying that they don't have games that they're like trying to give people every opportunity to not be able to say that again. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. So anyways. So we did see two games or two kind of reveals, right? Compulsion Games, uh, Project Midnight, which is kind of like a first or a third person kind of immersive game. Let's see. We recently received some details on Compulsion's first outing as part of Xbox Game Studios. Currently codenamed Midnight, this upcoming title is supposedly a third person action game set in a dark and fantastical world. By the way, the character design uh, of the main character, I'm assuming, looks awesome. I think she looks awesome. Uh, let's see. She got, have you ever played that? Um, I mean, I know this is concept art, but you ever played that game Fear Effect? Yes. Back in the PlayStation era? That's what this kind of, this, the concept art of this reminds me of. Kind of like a, a dark cell-shaded look. Really? Where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it's not like cell-shaded, but it's kind of like, cross between cell shaded and anime kind of thing yeah. that's the vibe i'm getting from this i don't know if that's if this is just concept art or if that's the art style that they're going to go with with the game but i'm getting huge vibes off of that huh okay uh either way i think it looks cool fear the fact man that game came out at a time <laughs> for i don't know middle school boys going through a time or you know ladies if you you know, that, no, no discrimination. Game, you know that game was that game was stupid hard, stupid. It's because they just wanted they you to the, look at at them. They didn't care about. And I think they coded eighty different death animations. Like there were so many death animations. Like they yeah. had a death animation of you falling off a freaking ladder because you hit the wrong button. Right. It's like <laughs> wow, how all the detail that went into that damn game. <laughs> right. You think Tomb Raider had a bunch of death animations for Lara? Jeez. Did yeah. you did you play that new one, the kind of top down isometric one, Sedna? Nope, nope. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't wasn't very good. 
Okay, I because I, I saw gameplay of it and I'm like hard pass on that. It was Sucks like because I really wanted it in the fear effect. The 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 concept of the game is cool. It, I bought it on sale on Switch for like it was like three dollars. So I was like, you know what? Why not? Oh, okay. Uh, and I played like an hour of it and I was like, man, this if this game was like a little bit faster pace and like the AI wasn't so dumb, this game could have been really great. But like mm-hmm. it was just really slow. And instead of like a kind of like a actiony game it was more of like a turn-based stealth game almost hmm. like, it almost cool, like but... they're trying to do that what io was doing with the what was it hitman go and or i mean hitman. it wasn't it wasn't like, like that was did it... you guys did oh, you guys okay. play the john wick hex game yeah i did it was like a I very slow version of that almost okay so but yeah. Otherwise, uh, I, I think this game Pentient sounds kind of interesting because this is a kind of an indie title. So this isn't like a triple A game of any kind. So yeah. I would imagine Obsidian has a big enough team that they can kind of section off like, OK, this section of the studio is going to work on that. This portion of the studio is going to work on this. So they probably put together a small team of people to work on this game, which apparently they say they're taking some heavy cues from Disco Elysium. Yeah, um, that's yeah, it's all probably a lot, a lot of character interactions. Yeah. So in 16th century Europe, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, me want to go back to play. Uh, this makes me want to go back to play a uh, procession to Calvary. Which have any of you guys played that? Nope. Yet? Nope. No. Sons Sorry. Bitches, it's on Game Pass. Or wait. No. So was Forza. So that's, that's the one that, that's <laughs> like uh, Monty Python, right? Yeah, yeah, I did play it. I, I got, I got. I'm not I coming not, back next week. I'm not coming back next week until at least one of you guys plays it. <clears throat> I did play it, but I, mean I it. could not figure out what I needed to do to get the to be able to get on the boat. What's this or whatever game called? To take them. What's it called? Kill the dude. Huh? Kill I tried dude. to. I tried to, but. What do you mean you tried to? You didn't try hard enough. It's either that or you could. Um, you have to get the people. You have to get the people um, that are dying outside the church to yeah. um, convince the person to give you his uh, his crutches. There, okay. soy. I'm downloading the stupid game. So you're not going to be saying that next week. <laughs> I bet I will. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was clicking on like all those people. Yeah, like I clicked on all those people and then. Like they would yeah, say you, something, and then yeah, you have to you have to kind of like do things for them. It's either that, or you can just kill the dude and take his okay. and take his crutches. But your game is going to okay. prematurely end <laughs> okay. if you just keep killing people like that. Which that's how I played the first time around. I was like, "Give me your crutches." He's like, "No, I'm not going to." All right, you're dead. Now I got so, your crutches. Like when you like to when you choose to kill someone, that's like an actual button clicking, like. Uh, sequence you have to do right you have to actually pull out your sword and then you have to hit uh, whatever action button it is to yeah okay anyway but yeah uh so moving on um but uh apparently this game is coming out 2022 so they must be pretty deep into it by now this pentium yeah well we'll see (laughs) We, we shall see everybody so Looks cool. 
I'm ready for Compulsion's new game for sure. I think that one's going to be the winner for me. As uh, everybody knows, I'm the indie guy here for this Pentient. So. Pentient. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. It's all the same. Yeah. Corey's the indie guy. <laughs> I did. I did re-download the Outer Worlds too because I do want to play that. I do want to. I so. I've heard before we get into this. Uh, these, this last kind of thing. I've been really like so last week i was kind of like focused on getting a couple of our new things off the ground which we kind of talked about a little bit on one of them in the chat but uh i've just been okay there's so many people involved in boss rush now that like not that i don't want other people to jump in on other shows but i think the people that are on the shows that they're on should focus on like that kind of wheelhouse in terms of coverage and stuff and playing games not that like i don't want people to like not that i don't want story to go play like metroid dread or advanced wars yeah. when it comes out or whatever but like not playing advanced wars but like for me <laughs> i want to since i'm i'm on this show and obviously boss rush podcast but like i'm on this show i'm gonna really focus on the xbox library for now or not for yeah. now but like you know just because I want to make this show the best it can possibly be. And, like, I'm re-downloading a bunch of games that I, I've played a little bit of, but then moved on to something else or just stopped playing because I was working on something else or, you know, doing... <laughs> at one point, I was doing, like, five or six podcasts in one week, and I was like, I don't have time to play games. Uh, so I re-downloaded a ton of things to try to go back to and replay, and now I have to play the Procession to Cavalry. That's story. a short game. That's a short game. You'll have fun. <laughs> you'll you won't you'll you'll play the game, and you'll be so far into it you'll be like, ah, where did the time go? Mm. Mm. I didn't know Quake was on Game Pass. I guess Sick. I did. Sick, yeah, bro. Yeah. I guess I did. Maybe it'd be nice if uh, two and three came out on uh, Xbox. Yeah. It's out on PC, but like two especially, right? Two's the one that two would be is. awesome. So two would be awesome. Quake Tournament Edition. <laughs> Speaking of old games guys this has me hyped because i like a lot of these old games that are on here various xbox 360 games have received unexpected updates just a bit of maintenance or something more this comes from uh, our friends over at pure xbox the saga continues following rumors and speculation that a new batch of backwards compatible titles were being added to the added to xbox i gotta open that link too because I would like to discuss that after this, even though it's not on the show note list. Uh, this uh, this Monday, November 15th, various older back compat games have suddenly received unexpected updates. So I guess today's Sunday. See, this, see, this has happened before. Um, you know, and I've always taken these kind of updates with the grain of salt because, you know, at the emulation on these xbox systems are, are software and the software needs to be updated especially when it comes time to specific games some mm -hmm. 360 games don't run as well as they probably should so they probably push out updates to kind of help you know mm -hmm. I, I i guess make it run better or whatever or even just kind of updating the software the emulation software itself so i take this with a grain of salt however there has been rumors over the last few weeks that Microsoft is going to be dropping a bunch of backwards compatibility games. Mm -hmm. I have like that soon. I have that list here, I think. So, 
Okay. Uh, so this is this is the uh, these are the ten game the eleven games that have been added, and a twelfth one was added earlier today on a on a uh, an old marketplace in like somewhere in the Middle East or something. One of those markets. Uh, Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive Two, Dead or Alive Three. Okay. Manhunt. Sure. Okay. Max Payne One and Two. Sweet. Oddworld Munch's Odyssey. Okay. That's that's probably coming, right? Even though didn't they didn't they sell an updated version of that? Isn't there an updated version of that? An HD version? Yeah, that, because I have yeah, it on dude. Switch. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and X, it's coming to Xbox, the new one that they made too. Yeah. By the way, can they just put Stranger's Wrath HD on Xbox now, please? Because I would totally play that again. I have it on Switch, but it runs like crap, and I want to play it at 60 frames a second in 4K on my Xbox. Uh, <laughs> Bougie ass, like, I need to play this in 4K, this old game. Look, I don't mind playing things on my Switch, right? Like, it's fine. If it runs fine, then it runs fine, and I can suck it up. But, dude, this thing runs at under 20 frames a second, and there's so much texture pop in, and it's just like, just give me the damn game on Xbox. Yeah. Stop snubbing yeah. Xbox, people. Come on. <laughs> uh, Red Dead Revolver, Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars Episode Three, Thrillville, and last but not least, the game added after the story was written was Max Payne 3. Nice. Max Payne 3. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Do I have that on the 360? Probably not. I think I have it on the PS3. Mm. Uh, Yes, I have it on PS3. Shit. But the games that received various updates uh, today were Gears 2, Gears 3, Gears Judgment, which... Gears 2 and 3 already have Xbox One X enhancements. So I don't know what that would be for. It might just be an emulation thing, like Stoy said. Gears Judgment does not have an uh, Xbox One X enhancement. So that might be getting some sort of enhancement. Uh, Fable Anniversary, Assassin's Creed, which does have enhancements. Dead Space 2, Sonic Unleashed, Alan Wake, uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Darksiders, the 360 version. Um, although you can buy all three of those games for ten bucks right now on, on, for the Xbox One versions right now. So, uh, Sonic Sonic All Stars Racing Transform, great game. You should buy it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, part of this too, I think, is because remember they're you know the the AI learning stuff allowing them to put some of these games that at frame rates that they never never were intended to be able to get, you know, yeah. 100 Well, that's the thing. Frames. A lot of people are thinking that maybe some of these are getting frame rate boost uh, yeah, enhancements. That's what I'm thinking. Cuz Gears 2 and 3 still won't. run at 30 frames a second even though they have the awesome enhancements for uh the new consoles. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Sonic Generations, Fallout New Vegas, Cameo are also getting uh updates. So, you know, I haven't played all of these games. I can tell you that Gears 2 and 3 were some of the first games I checked out when they got enhancements, and they run really well, aside from still running at 30 frames. Uh, but, yeah, cool. Oh, Dead Space 3 is on this list, too, in case you guys care. 
I like yeah. Dead Space 3. I don't Look, care what anybody says. I like yeah, Dead Space like 3 also because it's not a horror game. It's an action game, which yeah. is what I like. Yep. You know, yeah, you know if, if you really like Dead Space 2, go play Dead Space 2. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like 3 as well. I didn't think it was as bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, that's kind of weird, though, that that um well i guess it probably wasn't backwards compatible you could still play it through ea you know the ea play or whatever mm-hmm. but now they probably just made it so those those the discs work or whatever mm-hmm. or again maybe there's enhancements to those so yeah by the, by the way shout out to pure xbox by the way they're like my new go-to for xbox yeah. information you know honestly yeah, yeah. i mean that whole like that whole company or whatever that runs Nintendo Life and Pure Xbox and Push Square, they're like they're my new go to for any information I need on anything. Shout out to them. Shout out to you, Pure Xbox. Good on you. Yeah, I used to use Euro. Euro yeah, Push Gamer. Square, Eurogamer, yeah, VGC, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Euro, well, Eurogamer just made it so easy to find what you were looking for. Like I really like how their website is set up where you can just pick xbox and then it will just give you all the like xbox related like articles and stuff that they've written or or news mm-hmm. yeah i mean the only thing is now it's not their fault that they're european but sometimes their news doesn't apply to us mm-hmm. and it's upsetting but i'm not going to fault them for living in a country where their main source of nutrition is tea crumpets <laughs> fish and vinegar okay i mean i like tea i mean i like a good fish and chips but and brisk <laughs> brisk iced tea <laughs> let me tell you anyway <laughs> that's it for the news guys for now for now. For now. It is a lot, though. Yeah, I mean, for, it was like, not thinking. I was going through the news today while I was watching the Browns lose to the Patriots 45-7. to It was really hard to watch today. I turned it off in the middle of the third quarter. I was like, I can't watch this. It's too, <laughs> too bad. So, uh, but I was going through the news, and I, I was like, man, this looks like a short show. And then Stoy, Stoy suggested maybe we move the show till tomorrow recording. And then, you know, because of the 20th anniversary stuff tomorrow and stuff. And I was like, no, we should just record. And then there ended up being more news. I was like, oh, cool. Neat. Yeah. Some actually pretty decent ones. Yeah. Decent news stories, too. Yeah. But we're going to get into our topic of the show, guys. Topic of the show. Of course, this week is the 20th anniversary of Xbox. Hey. Hey. Oh, wait. Hold on. (laughs) Flag on the play. Hold that thought. Yeah. False start. False start. We're going to move into the segment we like to call Pass It On, where Stoy brings us the games that are coming to Game Pass or on Game Pass or something about Game Pass. Well, I got something a little bit more than just games for Game Pass. Ooh, are you talking about your perks? Did you get your perks? No, I didn't. No, not that. Uh, You anime nerds out there. Ooh. uh, You're getting... uh, Crunchyroll Premium for 75 days for free. Ooh. Nice. 
Crunchyroll is basically like a streaming platform of a bunch of anime stuff. So I had a bunch of Crunchyrolls like, tonight for dinner. It's very good. This is this is a this is an app. This is a streaming app. This isn't a food that you can eat. Okay. So, but yeah, otherwise, uh, you're gonna get uh, one. You know, you're gonna get animes like One Piece, My Hero Academia, and uh, Demon Slayer stuff. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so long as you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, at least from what I understand from this. Um, but yeah, you get it for uh, 75 days for free. It's kind of neat. So if you want to kind of give it a shot and see what's on Crunchyroll, it's definitely, you know, definitely uh, worth checking out. Otherwise, um, for Game Pass this week, uh, not much coming out, at least in terms of um, big games, but uh, Next Space Rebels. That's going to be one game coming out on the 17th. Uh, basically, you, it's like, you know, what's that game on the place on uh, that the, the spaceship game? You know, where you're flying around everywhere. What spaceship game? Like our type? No Man's like, Sky. No Man's Sky. Oh. That yeah, one. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. So, yeah, apparently this is uh, this game. Uh, Next Space Rebels is basically like, yeah, you just kind of like building ships and tinkering with rockets and stuff like that. And uh, um, but apparently it's got this kind of like notepad style creation tool set up where it's like a sim game, but with a narrative aspect to it. I don't understand how to explain this game, but it's called Next Space Rebels. So if, if what I described sounded right up your alley, then... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Message me and tell me what the hell this game is. So. Yeah, or just yeah, or even the you know sometimes stuff like that that you can't explain is a good mm -hmm. one to just go try for yourself because. Yeah. yeah. So otherwise, we have XO One. That's coming out on the nineteenth as on the eighteenth as well. Now this game reminds me very much like Flower. That came out way back when, where it's like you're a you're a large pancake, okay, and you're floating over this planet of like, you know, guitar music and atmospheric music and stuff like that, and um, you know, just crazy crazy particle effects. So, but I mean, like you don't have to be a pancake; you could be other like kind of like light things and other spaceship type things that could be flying through the air. But this is kind of like a um. It's like, like kind of like a walking flying sim. So if you're if you know the game I'm talking about, Flower, that came out on the PlayStation way back. So um, this looks like a really kind of like relaxing, very chill game. So um, hmm. that's coming out on the 18th. And then you have a game called Fate Tactics, which is a uh, oh, tactics like game, you know, so like Final Fantasy Tactics, but retro styling. So that's hmm. kind of sick. Hmm. That comes out on the uh, 18th as well. And Microsoft Flight Simulator Game of the Year Edition, where it's just basically the same game, but just a bunch of extra content. That's coming out on the 18th. And then you have Undungeon. Um, apparently, this is a science fiction action role-playing game set in a distant future. And this is kind of like retro-stylized as well, it kind of looks like. Um, it's kind of looks, kind of reminds me of like Hyper Light Drifter. Ooh, um, I like yeah. that game. <laughs> Not a lot of people did, but that, Hyper Light that Drifter kind of like, yeah, I thought a lot of over the top kind of. I, I, it was kind of hard. I remember. Oh well, yeah, but anyway, but that doesn't mean people don't like it. Yeah, that's true. 
But uh, so yeah, it's apparently a mind-bending science fiction story. Ooh, mind so, bender. Yeah. So that comes out on November eighteenth as well. Sick. There's a so a lot of kind of like indie stuff coming out this week because honestly, Game Pass is so good for the indie genre. Mm-hmm. You know that it's a great way to kind of get noticed. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to get your game out there to get people playing your game. Mm-hmm. And that word of mouth goes to like you should play this game on Dungeon, especially if you like Hyper Light Drifter mm-hmm. or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, cool. That's especially with the especially with the way they have that feature where just added, and it's like all those games are yeah just right in your face, and that's it. Nothing else is. Mm-hmm. You know, like bothering you or taking your your attention. It's just what what was added. So yeah, yeah that's... and that's why and that's why kind of like Xbox's user interface is so so friendly to discoveries. You know, like yeah, mm-hmm. you, you scroll through like what everything Game Pass has to offer. So if you go to the Game Pass app on your Xbox user interface, you can actually see like, hey, what kind of cool racing games are on Game Pass? What kind of good action adventure games or RPGs and stuff like that? And it gives you like the whole list. Like here, go check these out. You know, so it's it's really cool to like find something that you want to play, like a genre that is specific to like, hey, I want to play a sports game. What kind of sports games are on Game Pass? And you can find it very easily. Nice. Some, something funny to you, Jesse? Huh? So I just I just pulled I pulled up the Bing trend now trending now. Brass against P. What does that even mean? And and uh, why is that the fifth most searched thing? So there is a game there is a band called Brass Against. Now they put on a concert this last weekend. And the female the, the, the female lead vocalist invited a fan on stage after they finished playing a Rage Against the Machine song. And he, the female lead singer told the fan to lay down and open his mouth. And the lead singer proceeded to pull down her pants and urinate on his face. <laughs> and there is, vi- there, there is video of this, Jesse. <laughs> So if you if you like, want if you want to continue to go deep diving into this, guarantee you nothing. no one's heard this band before this. I haven't heard this band before. This. Yeah, yeah. But now all of a sudden everybody knows this band, and this is probably the best thing for them because now their career is going to skyrocket because this girl <laughs> wanted to piss on someone. Yeah, I I it just goes to show that like literally when it comes to the world of news, I have no clue what's going on. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh that's it for Game Pass, and uh, thanks for derailing. <laughs> As usual, we derail. It's fine. Yep, it's fine. It's a little nice nugget of information no one needed. You're welcome, Jesse. <laughs> Speaking of peeing in people's mouths, we're going to move on to our favorite memories over the last 20 years of How Xbox. How relate to peeing in people's mouths? Don't worry about it. It's not one of These my favorite memories. It's a terrible segue. I'll tell you right now, it's not one of my favorite memories. No, I don't even want to know. (laughs) I don't want to know. So we're playing around with the idea of doing a top 20 for 20 years of Xbox uh, kind of expansion pass style episode for this. Uh, But we do want to talk about our favorite memories in the 20 years of Xbox. I'm sure we've uh, come up with a lot. I'm sure we have a lot of memories 
I certainly do. Um, I just want I just want us to go around and pick maybe three memories um, that like very specific memories. I mean, I know we all are like, oh, Halo LAN party is probably one that we all have, right? But like, if there's a specific LAN party that you remember, like I do, like, let's just go into it or standing in line for one of the games or maybe finding a game that you didn't know you were going to like but ended up really loving or something. So uh, we'll just go Stoy, Jesse, me, Stoy, Jesse, me, Stoy, Jesse, me. We'll pick three-ish. Sure. So, so. So, one of my favorite memories was finding out that my Xbox had a hard drive in it, and what like an internal memory, because like the PlayStation Two had memory cards, and that was the only way you could save data. The Xbox was kind of ahead of the game to install. I don't know how big the hard drive was. Obviously, it's nowhere near as I think size it was, that we're used. To I now. think it was twenty gigs. Okay, so I'm talking the OG Xbox, like the very first Xbox. So. Um, it had the ability to like you could literally install music. You could install it. You could basically, basically, not only could you play CDs on your Xbox just like you could with any of the PlayStation games systems, but you could also like install those CDs onto the hard drive and pull them up as you went and saw fit. So when I heard that, I was like, "That'd be cool if you could play music during games." And sure enough, I found out you could. Only some games had that feature. So I went to the GameStop and I pulled out every single racing game that I could find on the shelf to look at the back of the box to see if it says custom soundtracks on the back. Because Xbox had this little thing where it was like it showed like the like you know one to four players, a competitive multiplayer, uh, 420p, whatever, like resolution. Custom soundtracks was an option. So I pulled out every racing game that I could, like Need for Speed, whatever. And that's where I found the game called Apex. And the only reason I played Apex was the fact that I could play racing games you playing my own music at the same time without having to, like, put on a stereo, you know, on in the background while I'm playing the game. So I could actually, like, import my own custom soundtracks and it would shuffle it as I would play the game. So... Playing Apex, that was pretty much like a basic bare bones racing game. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a Forza yeah. or anything like that. But you know, you're competing in racing, and it was actually kind of cool because not only are you competing in races and competitions, you're actually building your own cars. So it's it's kind, it was kind of a cool concept, and it was kind of like a neat way for me to experience the game because it's like I only wanted to play a racing game, listening to my own music, mm-hmm. and like it, that that still permeates to this day. Like. I shut off the radio on Forza Motors, Forza Horizon 5 because not only is the radio terrible in that game, all radio stations on that game are terrible. The dialogue is cringy as fuck. <laughs> and even the radio DJs, when they're like, well, hey, welcome to Horizon. We're going to have a blast. I'm having so much fun, Kyle. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> so... I always like mute the radio and I just put on my own playlist. And nowadays it's like, you know, Xbox and PlayStation and stuff like you can play Spotify while you're playing the game. So it's kind of neat. You don't have to, but that was one of my favorite memories Mm -hmm. of Xbox and games. And like I said, if it wasn't for the custom soundtrack option, I wouldn't have found apex because I had a shit ton of fun with apex. 
Yeah, I uh, I did that a lot too with like I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two X did that, uh, which was like the weird amalgamation of one and two on the Xbox. Uh, yeah. So I and I remember added, doing that for wasn't that. Wasn't it enhanced? Yeah. Wasn't it enhanced well, too? Like the, it would rain better than. Well, sure. Because I mean, well, the Xbox was more powerful at the time when it came out. Right. Than anything else. Right. But I I don't really know how to. I I don't remember. I just remember playing it on the yeah. Xbox and playing my own music, and it was fun. Uh, also, yeah. what was the other racing game they had? Project Gotham. I think mm-hmm. did that as well. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think till later. I know, I, like I said, at the time when I, I think it found was out about this, it was pretty early in the system's life cycle. Yeah, I think it was Project Gotham Racing 2 did it. Probably, yeah. So Yeah. But yeah, good pick, Stoy. Nice. Yeah, because that, that was the kind of nice thing about the OG Xbox is that you didn't need a memory card. I mean, if you wanted to like take your data somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. to like a someone else's house or someone else's system, you could buy a memory card, but you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could store as much data as you want on it. You didn't need to have like eight memory cards, PlayStation, GameCube. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, Animal Crossing for GameCube, you needed its, you needed your own damn memory card. Yeah. That's I how much data I, you need. Yeah. Well, and I think <laughs> I think if you were one of those people that had it modded. You could just pro, uh, plug an external hard drive into it too, like with with stuff on it. Yeah, and all that. I remember the Xbox was really easy to mod, and my friend yeah. put a hard drive in his, and he would just go to Blockbuster and rent games and burn them onto the hard drive. Like that's how I, that's how I found out about Knights of the Old Republic was he rented it and played it. And yeah, I was yeah. like, well, I'm not gonna break my Xboxes. I'm stupid, but <laughs> I will. <laughs> However, buy this game. Turns out yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. So I, I just like for me, like some of the best time, like in my life, like playing on Xbox, like, so when I, right out of high school, um, I had started working third shift. Um, at, at the YMCA, just cleaning and stuff like that. And uh, so, like, a, a bunch of my friends, you know, like, we we all had Xboxes or whatever, or, like, uh, my sister and her, her boyfriend, you know, were living at, a, at an apartment, and then, like, I would go hang out there with them and a bunch of our friends, you know, our mutual friends. And, like, we would literally, like, I would sleep maybe tops four hours on like saturday or whatever saturday morning you know after i got done with work and then i would literally just we would be over there every weekend just playing xbox until like like eight nine o'clock in the morning the next morning (laughs) and then like sleep for three four hours and then do it all over again sunday and uh like i just yeah i used to have so much fun just playing like uh like we would play halo or or um a lot of actually uh fusion frenzy and stuff like that um but like was it real fusion frenzy or was it the demo on the halo disc no it was real 
eventually it was real yeah real fusion fusion frenzy but i did play that demo quite a bit too because i i loved it like you know because at the time it was like mario party was really the only like option of something that was actually good that had a whole bunch of mini games you know on it and so then that came along and it it did its own thing it didn't try to copy it really it it did its own thing, but it, it still was entertaining and fun to play with friends. So, yeah, like that, that was a big one for me, honestly, like Fusion Frenzy. I played so many hours of that with friends. But, but yeah, like I just, I've had a lot of just great, great, like, you know, almost 20 hour plus runs of just playing all weekend with friends, playing uh, multiplayer games together and just all kinds of fun for you know like 10 20 hours straight yeah wow the great days of not not having responsibility Mm -hmm. (laughs) outside of work obviously but uh i guess for me i think what i'll just i'll start with the halo land party thing because it was like it was we would literally get together every weekend and play Halo land party style to the point where all like all summer we would have 32 people and it would be literally be eight on eight times two in the basement. And then we'd have like, okay, well the losers of this match played each other. And then the winners of this match would play each other. And then it would just be like this big shuffle of people moving Xboxes around and TVs around and everything. Uh, Man, it was cool. It was cool. And then, like, we would order, like, probably, I don't know, 10, 12 pizzas, whatever, and just eat pizza. It was literally the the it, the only thing that was missing was Taco Bell from this stereotype <laughs> video game night and Mountain at Fred's Dew? house. No, yeah, we had Mountain Dew. Dew was there. Oh, you had the Mountain Dew. Okay. We had the Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's a staple. We also had diet and Mountain Dew because there is some, <clears throat> some of our friends were diabetic and they needed some Dew also. Oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, I just remember that was like my first real experience with Xbox, and I didn't at that time. I didn't have an Xbox, but after that summer, all I wanted for my birthday was an Xbox, and so I got a bunch of money. And I remember it was. I remember Best Buy had this ridiculous deal on the original Xbox. It was, it was the original Xbox, two controllers. Halo 1, Fable, and uh, what was it? Maybe like Knights of the Old Republic, I think. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it's too early. I don't know, but it was like it, they dropped the original Xbox to like $99, and for $150, you could pick three games in the original Xbox and two controllers. It was ridiculous. So uh, I ended up getting that's how I got my original Xbox. It's awesome. Cool. It's awesome. What yeah, I do. I do remember. I do remember that being such a big deal when they dropped that price and then mm-hmm. had that big package deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I gotta look it up because I don't remember what game it was. Because I, I can't remember. But was that like around the time they first started doing the, the different colored, console like uh, controllers? Uh. 
like when they did that first drop in no price. no because i got two black ones and then they did it was it was right when they released the s style controllers so yeah. i got a i got a duke and an s style controller okay uh, okay and then i ended up trading in the duke controller for another black one and then i ended up getting a green and a blue one also yeah when those started coming yeah okay yeah yeah because i know i know it was like kind of yeah it was it was a little while until they started doing the colored stuff because yeah they mm-hmm. had that whole controller changeover of yeah making the slim and mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think i think the other game i got was uh agent under fire the 007 game which oh, okay those games those games were really good too by the way yeah they, uh, a, lot, a lot of the bond games in that era were actually a lot of fun yeah like uh Nightfire for the GameCube. I think even like the Goldeneye game for that came out for the GameCube was really good. Yeah, Rogue but, Agent. Uh, yeah, Everything or Nothing. You know that was like the one game Pierce Brosnan agreed to come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I think that was his last appearance as Bond. Was that game? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> because it was supposed to coincide with the movie he was in with Halle Berry, and then the game got delayed. I think. Yeah. And that was his last appearance as Bond. Was this which? Everything or nothing, probably better than that last movie he was in, but mm-hmm. it's a conversation <laughs> for a different day. Uh, so that's my first memory of the, you know, out of many. So, Stoy, we're coming back to you. Coming back to Stoy. So I bought, when I got when I got my Xbox 360, I went into a snowstorm. I remember I got paid, and it was like a really big check. I worked extra, and I got I got a big check and I was like, I'm going to GameStop. Told my girlfriend, I'm going to GameStop to pick up my 360. And she's like, it's a snowstorm outside. Why the hell are you going out right now? And I was like, I told myself this was the day I was going. So I picked it up and I picked up two games. I picked up Gears of War and I picked up Rainbow Six Vegas. Mm. So I brought it home and I was I was more excited for Rainbow Six Vegas because I played the hell out of it at one of my friend's houses and loved it. Gears of War was good. Don't get me wrong. So... um. My friend at the time was really interested in my Xbox 360, so he wanted to come over and play Gears of War. And I was like, Gears of War is good, but I think you'll like Rainbow Six Vegas more. He's like, no way, man, Gears of War. So we played Gears of War for a little bit, and then we played Rainbow Six, and he fell in love with Rainbow Six. No shit. He should have listened to me. (laughs) So anyway... He he came over a couple more times, you know, and we would play Rainbow Six, and it was a lot of fun, whatever. So then at, at one point, he calls me up at, like, 10 o'clock at night, and he's like, hey, man, um, so I found a used 360 that this kid is selling. You want to come with me to go pick it up? And I was like, now? And he's like, yeah, now. I'm trading in one of my handguns for it. And I was like, okay, but you said you're trading – you said – you're buying an Xbox 360 off a kid. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you want to do this now? It's 10 o'clock at night during the week. And he's like, yeah, I need you to come with me to check it out to make sure it's okay and make sure I have all the pieces with it. And I was like, okay, where are we meeting? At a tattoo shop. At a tattoo shop. Okay, this is great. <laughs> so here we go. Like We go to this tattoo shop. Right now it's midnight at this point. And apparently it's a tattoo shop that's still open, like in a shady part of Milwaukee. And this guy's getting a tattoo and we walk in and we're like, hey, yo, like, you know, like in the movies, like, where's, 
Where's the man with our with our with our merchandise? Oh, he's over there in the other room. It's like, all right. So he comes out with his buddies, and then like he pulls it out, you know, opens the box, and my friend is like, check out, check it out, make sure it's all in there. So I'm like looking through, got all the AV cables, the power brick, you know, all that stuff, whatever. Yeah, everything's here, boss. And all of a sudden, he pulls out the handgun, opens the case, and the kid is like looking at it like he's deathly afraid of it. Deathly afraid of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a bad fucking idea. What's this kid going to do with this thing? So, yeah. like, he pulls it up like this. Like, he pulls it up kind of by the handle like this. And my friend's like, grab it. You know, grab it like you need it. You know, whatever. And the kid's like, oh, you know, don't worry about that. I'll, whatever. It's no big deal. So, like, he gives him, like, he hands him a bullet shell. And he's like, you know, hey, this is the first bullet shell I ever fired from. And I thought it would be kind of neat for you to have. And the kid was, like, afraid to touch the bullet. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a bad idea. We're selling my friend. You know, so like we left and I remember I was like, did you tell your wife? He's married at this time. Did you tell your wife that you're here? He's like, oh, no, I didn't. And I was like, oh, my God, we just gave a kid a handgun. Who the hell knows what the fuck he's going to do with it? And he's like, well, I'm going to report it stolen tomorrow. And so that way, if he if something happens. He's going to like, you know, whatever, like it's not going to come back to me. I mean, it's obviously going to be reported stolen and, you know, so on and so forth. So. So, yeah, this uh, my friend loved his 360. He loved Rainbow Six Vegas enough that he sold a handgun to a child. <laughs> this probably sounds like a story you should be telling live on air on a podcast. I mean, this happened 20 oh. years ago, so I, I can give two shits about <laughs> because it's not like it affected me at all. But you know, no one it was said just, names. No, no one said names. But <laughs> man, that was that that was just shady. It was just like, dude, don't make me do this again. Mm. You know, and he's like, Oh, don't worry. You know, but I you know, like I said, I didn't have the cash. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's my that's my story. <laughs> Jesse, what what's your next story? Please is please, is it more interesting than this? Because I don't think it's gonna be. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I'll think about selling guns to kids for an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I I had a I had my first job when I was fourteen, so like buying like consoles, buying consoles usually was something I ended up having to do do myself pretty early on. But like uh, yeah, fourteen. I, I already think I, I had bought my first console, like with my first couple of checks. I don't remember what it was, but at that would have been at that time. But yeah, like, so, um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, like the, when I, like, I, I've bought almost every Xbox, I think on like either on release day or, or you know short very shortly after um and specifically i remember like i'll just say my story of getting my my 360 i heard i remember like everyone you know it was such a big deal like everyone wanted one like you know it was it was pretty crazy during that time when it like was first coming out and i i've never like really uh pre-ordered one before either and 
I, I just remember going to a couple of places and just seeing if they had any any in store. And almost every single place that I went to, it was always the same. They would just laugh in my face and just be like, hey, if you didn't pre-order it, you're not going to get it. You know, so so I had went to a couple of places and the last place I had left was uh, Best Buy. And I and I went to Best Buy. I walked in. I'm like, hey, I, I'm I'm guessing it's probably a no, but you know, do you guys wouldn't probably happen to have any uh, 360s, you know, left or whatever. And then the guy's like, oh, actually, like, I think you might be in luck. I think we have two left where people had called and, and canceled, canceled their pre-orders. And so, so I ended up getting one. And then there was a guy that had walked in a couple of minutes after I had came in who asked the same thing and he, he was also lucky and got that, that other one that, that was left. And, and so like, yeah, I've, for whatever reason, I did the same thing with my Xbox one too. Uh, I didn't, I didn't pre-order it. I just walked in day of and, you know, and ended up getting one just being lucky and, and just there being one or two left that I could just walk in and grab one. So so yeah, I've I've been really really lucky with consoles. Other than with that, I mean, and thanks to Corey with the the Series X, but but that that one, no one was gonna walk in anywhere and get something. But but yeah, so I've I've always just had a had a fun day. Usually on on Xbox release console release days, I would just go go all over the place and end up getting lucky somewhere, finding one day of release. Yeah, I <laughs> my 360 story was I mean, it's not I well, I guess I could just make it my next memory and bounce it off of you Jesse. It was like I was more of a Nintendo kid growing up or well, really like a Sega kid into Nintendo 64 and then Dreamcast and then, you know, GameCube. Like I was obsessed with the GameCube and I played a lot of RPGs on PlayStation 2, and I was like, I, what's this Xbox thing? You know, sounds sounds stupid. But then, obviously, played Halo and got sucked in and bought one. But then, like, the 360, I didn't really feel like I needed one yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was still playing, like, Metroid Prime and kingdom hearts 2 and you know on my playstation 2 i don't need an xbox 360 i'm playing madden on my ps2 and (laughs) and obviously like my xbox was still hooked up in in our college dorm room or whatever like playing halo 2 or whatever and then i walked it was just a chance thing i walked by one of my friend's dorms just by chance and his door was open and he was playing i think he was playing oblivion I was like, what's this? He's like, oh, this is this is the new RPG on the Xbox 360. I'm like, what? Because like I I didn't play with Morrowind or anything. I did I didn't even know what Elder Scrolls was at that point. I th- I don't think. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, you can like literally do anything in this game. So I was like watching him play, and then his brother, his twin brother came in. He's like, he's like, dude, I just got I just got the new 
Xbox game Gears of War. We should play it. And I watched him play Gears of War, and I was like instantly like I need one of these things like right away. Gears was the game that made me. I think like I liked Halo, and I liked a lot of games on the Xbox, but I wouldn't have called myself an Xbox fan, you know. But Gears of War was the game that sucked me in and made me an Xbox fan. And so, like, (laughs) I was in the middle of, like, leaving the school I was at because I didn't want to play sports anymore and it was way too expensive. Uh, But I (laughs) convinced the girl I was dating at the time that I wanted one for Christmas. So she went went out and bought me an Xbox 360, (laughs) Gears of War, and all of the Burger King games. Yes. <laughs> Sneak King. Sneak King, baby. Yeah. So uh, that was a really cool, like, Christmas gift from her, even though, like, I was moving back home, which was two hours away from school. And uh, safe to say we aren't together anymore. We actually broke up, like, two months later because, like, it was a drive, you know. So, whoops. Long distance relationships don't work that often. No, no, they don't. So, but yeah, that's how I got my Xbox 360. That was cool. So, yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, and then I sold, oh then I sold my, cause like I could hear the fan going and like this rumors of the red ring of death was starting to float around. And then X, they were releasing the Xbox Elite with the bigger hard drive and it was a black console and I was like, oh, well, I need a black console because that's cooler. So mm-hmm. I I sold my launch three or the, the one I got the 360 to my friend as we were driving to pick up my, my Elite console. He went with me to go pick it up and then he wanted the Elite console. So he sold that console to someone and we all three went to go get his Elite console and then literally two weeks later that console red ringed. It was all within like six weeks, all within like six weeks, like that console switch hands twice in the red ring. So, man, I got to give a shout out to the 360, though. They had a lot of cool collector's editions consoles that I wanted, especially the Halo 4 console, that translucent blue one. So cool. I love I like that the console. Star, the Star Wars one, the with the R two D two sounds. Yeah, yeah. That that Xbox itself, I think, is actually worth a lot of money, a decent amount of money. The the Star Wars one. Star Wars one, yeah, because yeah. that was that one didn't have a lot of editions to come out, and it's very sought after, obviously, because it makes R two D two sounds when you like open up the disc drawer. Yeah, and yeah. it came with a C three PO connect and dancing Star Wars or whatever that was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. That Halo 4 console though. I miss that console. Yeah. I like I wanted an Xbox One really bad and I didn't have enough money to buy one, so I traded that console in for it. Mm. Bad decision. I have to say. Yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> so it's okay. Stoy, what's your last memory before we kinda start wrapping things? Uh, um I had a when I got my Xbox One, I was really excited for Killer Instinct. I was a huge Killer Instinct fan growing up. Yeah. And I remember when I first downloaded the game, it was free. It was free on Xbox, but you can only play as like four characters. But it didn't matter to me at the time because Jago was my main, you know, in the original games. And I was Jago was a free character. So I was like, well, fuck it. Like, I don't need to buy this right now. I ended up buying it later because 
they, they kept releasing more content, whatever. So um, I played, when I first got my Xbox One, I downloaded it and I played it. And I played it so much. I had, because I, I play fighting games with a D-pad. I don't use the analog stick. And the D-pad on the original Xbox One controller apparently was so sharp that I ended up getting a blister on my left thumb. <laughs> and I remember the blister was so bad and so big. Like, I played through it. Like, I felt it growing as I was playing. But I was so invested in this game, I kept playing through it. And I knew, man, this is going to be a blister. Man, this is going to be a huge blister. But I don't care because I'm really trying to nail down Jago's combos. And... um you know, it required like so many different like, you know, turns of the D pad and stuff like that. It's very, very dynamic. But man, when you lay those combos down in killer instinct, boy. Yeah. Like a badass. So good. Anyway, I just remember going to Midwest Gaming Classic the next day and the blister opened up right before. Ooh. So like it had literally like debilitated one of my hands that I like to you pursue you know go through the collection Ooh. so like i had to like walk around with my left hand like tucked you know i looked like i was disabled or some kind of like my left hand kind of tucked underneath my chest <laughs> i'm going through and like hey man is your left arm is your left hand okay i was like i got a big blister on my hand <laughs> from killer instinct and everyone's like why <laughs> like i'm trying to explain the story like it's not a badass story i got this from playing a video game Everyone's like, wow, you're an idiot. I'm like, yeah. Can I buy this, please? <laughs> wow. So that was, I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten blisters on my hands playing like on the Nintendo, you know, the Nintendo system with the, with their D pad. Yeah. Cause their D pad was always really sharp. And I remember getting blisters from them as a kid. And I, I, ever since then, I'd never had any up until Killer Instinct for the Xbox One. And that blister was huge, man. Like when it opened up, it, it, it took a while to heal. So. Mm. Mm. Nice. Blisters are fun. Yes. That, that, that is not, that is sarcasm. <laughs> no. Just to let everybody know. No, it's not. Blisters are fun. You want those big Capri Sun on your finger. <laughs> yeah. No. Jesse, what's your, what's your memory? So I was trying to think if I wanted to do something about Xbox One, um, but I think I'm going to just go back again to like one of my favorite things I thought that was so cool at the time with the original Xbox is that um, I believe it was, uh, uh, what the heck, the, 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 um, oh, what the heck? game was that where you could you could there there was two discs it came with the two discs and then you could just give one to your friend and just that whole idea of being like one of the first times where you could play multiplayer without your friend having to have a disc as well oh really um yeah it was that that war machine what the heck was the mech assault with yeah mech assault mech, uh... i think it was I think it was Mecha Salt 2. Oh, I don't remember that. Mecha Salt 1 or Mecha Salt 2, the, specifically when you would buy it for for uh, Xbox, it came with a second disc that was only multiplayer. So, like, you could hook. And so me and my friend hooked up our, our Xboxes to one another. 
and and then I, we could play versus each other or play together uh, and all I had to do is buy the one copy. But yeah, it wasn't like the full, like a full second disc. It was just so you could have a friend play multiplayer with you on a, a another console. Just because you know, like at the time, like split screen was a thing. But but so, a game like that where there's so much more involved, I think they did it because it was a little bit harder to do a split screen on that, and you know, be as as easy to to play. And so they just yeah gave you a second disc. I'm pretty sure it was Mecha Salt, uh, Mecha Salt Two, but but yeah, like I just I just remember like that being such a big deal. I think I I want to say that Command and Conquer might have done that as well. I think they did the, they did that on PlayStation Two where you could play online with with only one disc or something like that but but yeah like at that time it was like it was just kind of neat because it was just such a rare a rare occasion yeah and uh you know some games not every friends you know at that time it's not like you're just playing over the internet as easily as we do today and so like being able to just do it you know in person just you know, literally run a landline from one Xbox to the other, and not actually to the internet first. Before yeah. that was you know was just so cool, at the time. Yeah. But, but yeah, that that was just kind of a cool thing that you know, like we see some games where where they have it where friends can play for free. Um. But but yeah, it's still such a rare thing now. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well. I guess I'll wrap it up. It's short and sweet one, but I think last year when we were anticipating the Series X and like we were talking about it and like doing this show for so long, Jesse, and like, you know, just I don't know. I think that this show has given me a new appreciation and love for Xbox also. And just leading up to the the Series X launch and just having all these tabs open and finally getting it and getting one for you and like really trying to like get this console like it was that (laughs) that's like um a memory that's gonna stick with me forever like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's right up there with like when i stood in line for the wii at toys r us in the middle of november with shorts and and uh (laughs) flip-flops on when it was like (laughs) snowing outside and uh then I wondered why I was sick for a week after that, but it was worth it. But uh, I don't know. I really, I really love the Series X and my experience with it so far, and you know, kind of building this show around it. And and I don't know. I I I kind of have associated a lot of my favorite memories with the podcast that we do now. You know, mm-hmm. and this show mixed with the series X is, has been a, a really good memory too. So, yeah, I didn't think about that, uh, 360 story for a long time. Actually, I blocked that out of my memory <laughs> until all of a sudden we started sharing these stories and I'm like, uh, yeah, there was that one time I probably, I probably was an accomplice to a crime. <laughs> Statute of limitations though. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. So, 
yeah well and yeah and i think i think you know just in general this like this generation or this new console generation that's starting has just been like even though we you know don't have as many of those memories as some of the older stuff quite yet i mean there's been a lot of memorable things that have that have happened during us doing doing this show and stuff Mm -hmm. you know already with you know just the change in direction and Mm -hmm. you know like even when we first started the show like you know or when i first started joining you Corey, and uh you know, and Ed, when you guys were kind of first wanting to start to do it, like, you know, everyone still absolutely thought Xbox One was completely a waste. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it was not, <laughs> there I mean, was think, no positivity yet for I th- it. I think, I think the games that were out when Ed and I were like, kind of like wanting to have an Xbox show and a PlayStation show, honestly, to go along with our Nintendo show and the show we were doing at the time, other show that we were doing at the time that was kind of like equivalent to what the Boss Rush podcast is now. But like we wanted to have representation for Xbox and, and PlayStation. And obviously, you know, that's how Arsenal X was born. But like the games we were talking about at the time were like, you know, Halo 5 had been out for a while and like the multiplayer was fun but the story kind of sucked but then like we started getting into the games like titanfall 2 and and mm-hmm. quantum break and uh, uh you know quantum break. i know ed was like really high on recore because it of you know it was basically like a 3d mega man game at that time and it uh, was a i thought it was a 3d third person it was like a third person metroid to mm-hmm. me yeah Personally, yeah i loved recore yeah, yeah. uh there's just a lot of I think there was a lot of underappreciated games, but I think the games were underappreciated because of the mistakes they made launching the box, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of I mean, Ed and I kind of have a history of doing that, I guess, because the, the games we were talking about when we started Pow Block were, you know, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash for Wii U. And, you know, <laughs> uh, I think the other big game at the time was like. I think the biggest game at the time was Bayonetta 2 had just come out. Uh, so that was fun to talk about. But, like, we started a Nintendo podcast in the the downslope of the Wii U. So you want to just kind of time that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Series X, I think, it, by far, in a way, my favorite Xbox console. You know. I mean, I had a lot of great memories with the 360, you know. And, obviously, I played a lot of games online with friends on the xbox one like destiny and halo and gears but like i don't know i think the series x does a lot of things better i think it's the box they wanted the xbox one to be obviously and like just the Mm -hmm. just the small changes they made to the box and the small quality of life improvements like obviously the ssd is a big thing but just the whole backwards compatible angle uh and and games running better games playing better uh you know i just we we talk about it all the time and i don't need to double you know go into another whole topic on this but like xbox has just done a lot of great things to improve the console and make it something worth owning you know for... yeah definitely the xbox one had a rocky start yeah that's for yeah. sure we can acknowledge that yeah 
Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because they had Titanfall, which was like an amazing competitive multiplayer game. It was awesome. And they had it as an yeah. exclusive and still couldn't pull them out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's it just was one of those things where it just went to show that price was ends up being everything mm-hmm. you know like i mean it happened with ps3 you know like where the price was at a point where people did not want it and you know and and yeah they tried bundling the the connect in like had, i do always wonder if had they not put bundled that connect in you know uh forcefully like would 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 the most majority of that that stuff happened you yeah. know like as far as the negativity towards them yeah so no it was it, it was honestly the whole like locked like the the fight against used the used game market that yeah. xbox was starting to wage yeah to say yeah. that the, the always online stuff put, the always yeah. online stuff and the fact that you when you put a game into that system that game is locked to that system yeah you can't take that game and loan it to a friend because yeah. then what that means is that license gets removed from your system and gets put on that system. I think it was only allowed like one time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it basically hurt the used game market a lot. And GameStop yeah. is like, you're going to hurt our bottom line, yeah. you know? And I think there was a lot of like, we don't know how this is going to work. And then dipshit, you know, saying like, well, what happens if people want to play offline? And whoever the guy was at the time was like, Don Matrick. Well, you know what? You can always play the 360. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to hand it to the current team, though. Like Phil and Matt Booty our Lord and Sarah and Bond. And... Our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Phil Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> brought us out of the darkness yeah. to the light. Yeah. <laughs> now we see the light that God. is Xbox. Xbox, by the way, did you see that story? I almost put it in the rundown, but it, I don't think it was worth having a conversation about. Did you see that the Xbox Series X and S has already outsold the lifetime sales of the Xbox One in Japan? Yep. Yeah, yeah we talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that a couple yeah, weeks ago. Cause, cause yeah, I think, did we? That, I, think they, I think they outsold it like months after it released already. Mm-hmm. Like, Because, yeah, they. I think that was a pretty... I don't know. I mean, I because I remember it being mentioned, but yeah, and that was another thing though too is like Japan not getting getting those consoles, getting the Xbox One until a year or whatever later, the 360 or whatever, like those consoles not coming out to be able to be bought until a year later. I mean, come on, what what do you expect? you're letting a whole year go by where they can rely on something else and then just think that they're just going to be like, Oh, okay, well I'll get one now. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, yeah, that, that was a big deal. Yeah. For them this, this time around to actually release it the same time, you know, like a universal release was, was such a, yeah. Important part of that, that growth, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think that's going to do it for this edition of Arsenal X. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember, you can catch the show live on Sunday nights. Come join us. Come chat with us. We like to 
interact with you and answer your questions and stuff. So please, please join us. If you can't join us live, you can catch the show on Tuesday mornings on YouTube and podcast services everywhere. You can follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Network. Use the hashtag ArsenalX. If you have questions, you can tweet at us. Stoy, Jesse, thank you for your time tonight. Stoy, where can we find you? Well, I'm part of the EXP cast. It's another video game podcast, part of the Boss Rush Network. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXP cast. And in our Discord. So if you go to the Boss Rush Games Discord, we have a room in there. So you can uh, definitely find me in there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. Find the guy that taught, just search Mass Effect. You'll definitely find <laughs> me talking about Mass Effect somewhere there. I want to, I've been wanting to play Mass Effect again. Like the trilogy. You know, you know what I did? Uh, games, GameStop had a buy to get one free thing this weekend. So I ended up picking up the Mass Effect Legendary Edition for the Xbox uh, Series um, games, even though I already have it on the PlayStation. But why not? If I wanted to play it again, I wanted to play it on the Xbox. So. I have to do it the same game. Do it. That's fine. Double dipping is okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spread the love, man. Spread you it. You like something, you support it. Yeah. Spread <laughs> it. Get in that taint. Jesse, mm-hmm. where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on your taint. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You can, find, you can find me almost anywhere as Phantom NXS, including your taint. Oh, God. Look what we started. You can, you can find him underneath your chair, tickling, tickling that little nostalgia taint. Mm-hmm. So, make, check your seat for holes. <laughs> Glory holes. Oh God! You can yeah. find me at I am Corey on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. We have a lot of new and exciting things coming your way, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Network to find out what it is. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and/or listening. And until next week, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs> <laughs>